Welcome to the podcast, everybody. This is Premature Cancellation, a little podcast where we're going to be re-watching some shows that uh, were canceled prematurely. Yeah, that works. Uh, today we're going to be talking about Dead Like Me, the pilot episode. With me is Mr. Jeremy L. Jones. Jones, Jones, Jones. Hi, Sean. Thank you for the <laughs> thank you for the introduction with the, along I, with the reverberation. It yeah. gives it a certain certain uh, it adds a gravitas. Of, yeah, gravitas. A little bit. I was going to say drama, but I, I like gravitas. Say, you know, like a little mise en scène, a little je ne sais quoi, uh, a little menage fucking, a trois. A little. Okay, sorry. First rule of my podcast: no fucking French. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Uh, Jeremy Jones, we are here to talk about Dead Like Me, the pilot episode. Um, how did first first of all, what what did you what did you think of the episode? Um, I mean, overall, you've seen it before, so we're both rewatching. That's uh, yeah, I've actually watched the entire series before, and it's been I have too many times. It's fun watching it again. But it's been a while for me. Has it been a while for you since? Yeah, yeah, it's been several years. Yeah. So So rewatching the pilot after all this time. You still, what you overall? What do you think of it? Still, still a lot of fun. The uh, I think so. Too. As I as I sit down, and like really watch it and really think about it overall, the only thing that kind of stands out is there's a lot of filler in there. There is. There Thank is you. I'm ton, glad you noticed that. There too. is a ton of filler. It, I mean, partially it's because it's it, a bit of an info dump because they're they got a whole lot of mythology. There's a lot. They have a whole lot of their mythology to work through, mm-hmm. and that's kind of cool. That be, was fine. I mean, that's fine. I mean, you, you kind of understand because you're trying to you mm-hmm. have to set up this world and you have. You noticed f- it was a longer episode. Fi- yes. Yeah. You have a finite amount of time to set up this set up this world. Mm-hmm. You know, build this universe in a way that will still make it compelling. But I'm, and yet they found time for they found unnecessary time, stuff. They found time yeah. to kind of... There was at least two or three scenes that right. you know, yeah, we'll talk about. Yeah, I had one, but I'm curious to see what scenes you saw. That I kind of sit yeah. there and go, this is uh, uh, this is not necessary. Yeah. This is, this is a little... Right <laughs> yeah. I, but, I felt the same way. But, yeah, it, but, but that's as, kind of a good thing, because they still got a lot of information now. That we needed, but as a uh, but you know, did as, a pretty good job of it as a pilot, you know, which is a which mm-hmm. has two functions, both of which are to get you interested in the rest of the series. Yeah. I still find myself there by the time I get to the end of the first episode, I still don't find myself not watching number two. Wait, what? By the once you get to the end yeah, of the pilot, yeah, yeah, you still want to watch the next. Episode. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, I or you it. still want to then make the next episode. Sure. Yeah. No, I. St- I still want to watch episode two. Um, I I agree with you. Um, I feel because it was a longer episode. It and, was a longer, episode. and I am I am of the belief that a pilot should be a longer episode. Um, the first episode of a show, well, if it's a half hour show, first episode should be an hour long. If it's an hour long show, first episode should be two hours long, or whatever the equivalent is without the commercials. If there's, which I don't know. With this, did you watch it on Amazon or Hulu? I watched it on Hulu. So, okay, first time I watched it was on Amazon. Okay. And then the second time I watched it was on Hulu. First time, no commercial breaks on Amazon. But did you notice the ones on Hulu? They no. They to I, black? No, no. Well, were, they, were they fade to black? Were they fade to black like there should be a commercial there? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah they're, it they're, was all over on that one, yeah. yeah. But it's a Showtime show. Yes. Did not have commercials. And I believe my DVDs did not have the dip. To black i'd have to go check them but that's how i had watched them originally and i don't think amazon had the dips to black which i thought were hmm, interesting. interesting yeah yeah i, so did, I don't so I, that that combined with the length of the show is only 
70 minutes. I guess that did. I I I guess that there was a couple of times where that stood out as like, hmm, that's weird. Yeah. yeah. But I, I wondered. I wondered. I was thinking a lot about it. But apparently. I didn't think too much about it. Well, that's the beauty of this you, podcast b- b- is we, we, we get to, yeah, You're like, we get to share our, well, <laughs> I think the fact that I watched it on Amazon first made it more prominent watching it on Hulu because it was only like a week difference between my first and second watch. So I think I really noticed it then because I was like, those weren't there last week when I watched it. So it was really, you know, in my brain. You just watched it, you know, on the one yeah. So um, it was weird because I almost wonder if they, at one point, maybe it was maybe not going to be for Showtime. They were trying to throw it, you know, it's a, po- it to it's a possibility. Networks. I don't know. I, I, I don't know I don't a know. lot about how these things yeah. work, but I do know you can make it. I do know you can make a show and shop it around. Yeah. In which case you would have. I've seen, I've seen stuff I'd, on. It'd be, maybe, we, maybe we look and see if they have these in the later episodes because mm. once they got picked up by Showtime, yeah. there'd be no reason to there have them. There wouldn't be, yeah. yeah. When they were shopping this pilot around, it's perhaps a... Uh, Your job, you're going to keep watching on Hulu? I'm going to keep watching on Hulu. You keep watching on Hulu. I'm going to watch on Amazon and, and then we'll, we'll report back and you All tell right. me if you see any... We got a plan. God breaks. All right. Fist Punch bump. it. Fist bump. That was a fist bump for <laughs> that was all a you fist people. Bump. Yes. You could not hear the awesomeness, which was surprising because it was... Incredibly awesome. Um, before we, you felt it. Get... I, wherever you are, you just you, you can feel it. You can feel it. Overall, I felt because I feel pilots should be longer because they both have characters and information about the universe to impart in one episode. So I feel like if you have a longer episode, you can get that information out less cluttered. Um, which I feel I don't I don't know. I feel like maybe they were stretching their legs. Like they had the extra long episode. They're like. We can have these scenes that we would have deleted that we didn't need, but at the same time, I still don't think they needed them. <laughs> like it's nice I'm, to have the time to do these scenes that you don't technically need. I mean, I guess my I'm always but some of, the, of them weren't even that for me. They were like, "Why did we?" Write I guess this I'm always scene? of the uh, always of the uh, always of the opinion that uh, you know a story is as long as it needs to be. Yeah. You know, if you know this is a this is a you know. Huge, you know, this is a completely different example, but one of my biggest uh, um, um, critiques about the second Batman movie, the Christian Bale ones, oh. was that I mean, the one that everyone loves, that even at three hours, it still feels cramped. So, it does. yeah, but there are other, but there are other things that you know, there, are, you know, <laughs> that's the, true. You know, there are, and there are thirty-minute episodes. They were like, that's twenty minutes too long. Yep. <laughs> So like it's we could have done long, ten minutes. So it's always as long as it needs to be. I guess I'm a, I, I'm ag, I'm agnostic as far as what yeah. a pilot episode should be, as long mm-hmm. as it draws in my interest, and yep. it did. That's all they have to do. Yeah, but this one was, always but, drew my interest. But there is, and I I base that a lot on the characters. That, mm-hmm. We'll get into that, but that, yeah. I love the characters in this. Well, let's in get this, in, uh, let's, let's get into it. All right, let's do. Let's just do it. Um, let's get to the recap. Um, we're teasing to it. Before we do, I just uh, let everyone know what we're doing. We're just gonna, you know, you, you're all, you all listen to podcasts. You know what's going on. But we're gonna recap it. We're gonna break it down, kind of scene by scene. Except Not for scene you, by mom. Scene, but so just, I'll, yeah. I'll download this for you, and you can. <laughs> I'll do it. And also, I'm sorry for the amount of cursing I'm going to do. <laughs> so much cursing. Uh, yeah. So we're just gonna recap, uh, and we'll stop and discuss, and then move on to the next thing. I wrote up a little recap thing here, so I'm gonna read that, and then we'll stop and discuss. Uh, so this is uh, Dead Like Me pilot. This was <coughs> oh I'm dying. Uh, I had it written down. Hold on, where are my notes? Uh, 
Brian Fuller, the creator, he wrote this episode. Yes. Uh, it was directed by someone I did not recognize. His name is uh, Scott Winant. He, before he directed this, he had um, directed a few episodes of 30-something. He directed on Earth 2, My So-Called Life, Cupid, and West Wing. I I listed three of those because those are all shows that I could do on this podcast because they are all yet two another, seasons or less. Yet another, uh, <laughs> I think we're getting down to the central, central. we're drilling down on the problem with this uh, with right, this show is right. because everybody who's worked on it Ugh. lasted for about two seasons in every show they did. Yep, yep. <laughs> no, he just kind of worked on those other shows, but they just happened, I thought it was funny, they happened to be shows that got canceled really early. Earth 2, do you remember Earth 2? Vaguely. Vaguely, yeah, it was some I, sort of wa- desert I think, water shortage. I think thing. I remember like, being sort of because I was because I was a science fiction mm-hmm. buff when I was mm-hmm. a kid. Oh yeah, me too. And I remember like seeing like promos for it and getting kind of excited and then watching it. Yeah. And I don't remember anything about it other other word other other than Words my ten twelve Lowry <laughs> self going well that was shit that was and it took. Shit. And by the way, yeah. I want just to clarify. I watched Battlefield Earth all the way through at that age, and so Battlefield Earth. <laughs> I didn't yeah. turn off Battlefield Earth at that age, so it took a lot to disappoint me. Was that the Scientology movie? That's the science. That was the one. That was the the, the John the, Travolta. The, yeah, the yes. I saw that in theaters. So okay, then you beat yeah, me. Yeah, my dad took me to that. I don't. I, we didn't know what Scientology was back then. Um, <laughs> we know now. Uh, okay, let's get to the recap. Scene beginning. We start with um, what the Earth. We see the Earth from space as we are introduced to our narrator 18 year old george lass she tells us a story about god a toad a frog and death in a jar Uh, god gave toad the death jar toad gives the jar to the frog frog breaks the jar and unleashes death on the world all this while we continue to get closer and closer to the Earth, almost as if, we're, as if we're looking from the perspective of an asteroid or something. George tells us that she is going to die, but that death is only the beginning to her story. So let's stop there. Okay. Because we need to talk about the toad and frog story. I was trying to remember as watching as I was watching this for the... This is at least the pilot I've seen a many, many times. Probably more than I've seen... The rest of the show. Um, I think I'd heard that story before I ever watched the show with the toad and the frog. Had you you ever heard that? No, I actually... Have you heard of versions of it? I was kind of curious to see if it had any Mm -hmm. basis on any mythology anywhere. Did you happen to look it up? I did look it up. Because I didn't. Good. What did you find? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. nothing. I swear I'd heard that story before. So I, this was the first. I, any any as far link? As you can tell, any link I found, been... and I you know this now this wasn't exactly exhausted research sure, for sure, twelve sure. hours in a library. This was five minutes on Google. But yeah, but in this day <laughs> and age, five minutes on Google should. But be. every but 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 the top res, but the top mm-hmm. search results directed me to Dead Like Me Wiki or wow. other references to the show itself. Um, I mean, a couple of interesting things about the frogs themselves. Yeah. But or some or some fan theories about what the frogs represent, but not. But I couldn't find any any good fan theories. Any, yes, that the that the What's that the favorite? red frog yeah. is actually the first reaper, and 
Well, that makes sense. Which the one that the one that unleashed. Yeah. Death. Yeah. The yeah. yes. The the no. It would be the toad. The, the toad the, would be the first reaper. The re, the God re, gave the toad the jar. The red the the red the red toad that keeps on reappearing throughout this entire series. That is uh, it red. I thought it was yellow. It's reddish orange. Is it reddish orange? Yeah. More of an orange thing. Yes. Okay. Um, I know the one you're talking about. I wrote it down when it showed but up yeah, in this episode. The, the the theory is that that red, I think it's, the, yeah, because the, the frog is green. Mm-hmm. That red toad is the first reaper mm-hmm. that has been been hanging around since, well, frog, you know, fucked everything up by breaking the jar like a asshole. Like an asshole, like George says. George <laughs> says frog <laughs> was an asshole. I wrote fun, that down. Fun fact. I don't remember the, the name of the species of this frog or this toad, but A, if it ever ribbits, that's been added later because it doesn't ribbit. It screeches and it has sharp teeth that will fucking bite you. Wait, the, the toad? toad. Yeah, they have to have special handlers for this toad. Ah. And, you know, even the actress, when she, when she was handling it during a scene, it hissed at her and scared <sighs> the shit out of her. Because this, because this is a, this is a, this is an asshole toad too. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I never heard of like a hissing toad. It's a, it's a South nice... Africa. It's a South African. I forget the. I forget the, the South species. African hissing toad. The South African. We're going to go the South African hissing toad now. <laughs> you South guys go African, Google it. Figure out what, what it actually called, is. You yeah. guys got Google. I like South African hissing toads. So but yeah, I'm gonna go with that. Or South Americans. The South American hissing. South toad. American hissing toad. Whatever. Hissing toad is badass. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I could have. Man, when you said you looked that up, I thought you were gonna like. Had I'm gonna drop some knowledge stuff. on you, people. I got. Well, nothing. I could have swore I'd heard that story Good. or something similar before. There's gonna be the frogs are kind of come up, so double check oh, yeah. me. Like I said, this was five Maybe minutes. Maybe I'll on do Google. some of my own research on the toad and the frog story. You'll later. come back next week, going, sir, you suck at research. I'm glad you're not a what writer. What fucking or anything. research did you do? <laughs> <laughs> Told you five you, minutes on Google. You, and then I'm like, Jeremy, that's Bing. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, ah! Bing is as good as Google. And I expect my check, Microsoft. <laughs> I was going to say, who the fuck paid you to say that? that? Uh, hope and Microsoft will. Hope. Come on, Bill Gates. Yeah. I, that's, that, that's a proper plug. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> no one has ever said that, this ever. This is a proper charity. Right here, Gates. Hand it over. Um, I did write down, and I'm going to say it. I love the line. She says, uh, she's telling the Toad story, and she says, with a nod to Nancy Reagan's Pearl of Wisdom, Toad said, Toad just said no. It's one of the many, like, little, <laughs> one of the like, many lines that are just lines. cute. I, they are. And I didn't write down all of them. And that's a fun I, thing about having, like, a narr having this, having someone like George Last narrate it, because mm-hmm. she already has kind of a warped perspective on things. And she's, yeah. And, and she's, so, like, future George, too. Yes. So she's got yeah, perspective. She's but, definitely self-aware of yeah. what a, what an asshole she is right as she's going to die. But. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I did not write down all the funny lines. I did, couldn't help myself. I think I wrote down every Rube line, every Mandy Patinkin That's line. That's fair. Yeah. Um, no one's ever going to hear this, but when we did Freaks and Geeks, I was the same way with the character Bill from Freaks and Geeks. He was my favorite and I wrote down every line of his and I found myself doing the exact same thing here with Rube, uh, Mandy Patinkin's character. It's just, I don't, I don't know if he's, I know he's great through the show. I do not remember if he's as funny as he was in the pilot, but he's well, a I mean, I, we just, you, I have it written down for later when he kind of shows up, when, mm-hmm. it, when he shows up. We can, we want to talk about him now because I noticed no, something different. Probably. 
Yes. I know something about different about him now as opposed to later. Oh, you did. Yeah. Let's 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 wait until we. All right. Get you hear to that, that, folks? So, we're waiting. We're that. That's a tease. That's, that's a, a teaser right there. I'm teasing. Yeah, you. All right. Just a let's, little bit of a tease. <laughs> just teasing. Just a little, little under the carriage. Just a little, little, little. Um. Sounds like something from Belinda blinked. Uh, <laughs> short. Sorry. Scene two. Uh. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go watch my or listen to my dad wrote a porno. If you have if you were already. if you were here last week, you'll know that I inflicted that upon Sean uh, uh, during the introductory uh, 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 episode, he and he has not yet forgiven me. No, never will. Uh, it's good to know that there are a lot of other people out there that are as fucked up as we are. <laughs> we are legion. Yes. Next scene. Okay, so um, so we go straight from. Well, okay. I didn't write that down, but I'll say it after. So George is in... George. We meet George in person in scene two. It kind of goes into a, into an office building through a window. And we meet George. She's sitting there wearing her headphones, waiting for a job interview, sitting in an office building. <coughs> Just coughing throughout this whole thing. She narrates to us that she thinks there's no point in being good or bad. Either way, you get screwed. There's a little thing showing good people and bad people dying. Eventually, Dolores Herbig, as in her big brown eyes, comes to collect George for her interview. She is her happy time career career counselor. We find out George took some college and worked at fast food. Dolores tells George that with her experience, she'd be best for clerical or filing work. Dolores also makes a point to tell George she should smile more. George questions how far Dolores' smile has gotten her. Jeremy, have you met anyone like Dolores Herbig? I'm uh, so stupid as in Herbig brown eyes. I mean, I've worked with a couple of people who are with. way too enthusiastic about their piece of shit job or yeah. their piece of shit place yeah. in this world. Um, she reminds so, me of the a little bit of a character from Office Space that's like somebody's got a case of the money. Yeah, it's like I Dolores mean, would say some shit like definitely that. Definitely a trope. I mean, <laughs> right? I, think, I think about everybody has either worked for or mm-hmm. been around somebody that's way too into their little piece of shit oh, fiefdom. Yeah. I love, I I loved, even as an adult now, I kind of love a lot of the teenage shit that George does as an asshole, eighteen year old. I'm like. I wish I could have done that as a teen. Like, talk to an adult like that. Like, how great would that have been? <laughs> I believe I did. <laughs> with, I that did. Same, with that same with uh, that same world-weary ennui of somebody <laughs> who has yet to experience anything in the world. <laughs> I definitely I, did mouth off to people like that. Uh, I, like, I do... flat out say to her, like, what did she say to Dolores? She's like, Where, how, what, 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 how far what do you, you do? Yeah, yeah, how far have you gotten? Like, you get jobs for people that most of them have are better jobs than yours and you don't have a corner office yeah, and all this i have oh, I, I've, you, you went off. I've i've dropped i've dropped a little bit of truth bombs on some folk <laughs> in my younger you are days a terrible persons there i never claimed to be otherwise right, well yeah, at least you're honest i appreciate it um oh the creepy woman when george is sitting there yes the secretary oh and i love watching it now knowing that we meet her and mm-hmm. get to know her better. Like she just says, but 
knowing that she's a character in the show, but she's just there for like just a second. But she's in the pilot. Mm-hmm. She's right there. Like she totally could have been a character that wasn't in the pilot, and then they just because they do that sometimes. Yeah, you know, they'll bring characters into the show after the pilot. She's right there, and no one knows who the fuck she is. She's just being creepy. But she's a. But it's one of those. But it's one of those things that I love it. throughout this entire show, you have those. You have those moments that stick out, and you have mm-hmm. that creepy secretary. Like, what is she doing right. there? You have the Just staring at you. Yeah, you have the over enthusiastic <laughs> manager and the mm-hmm. the you know the almost soul crushing window dressing that is this office. I read a note. I don't know. All I said was ridiculous smile on Dolores. <laughs> I guess. I just noticed her smile. I don't know. She does look ridiculous a little bit. It's fake as fuck. Like, well, you can tell. I don't know if it's fake. Mm, maybe I'm. I think. I, no, no. I think. I think Dolores is not to really. I think Dolores is is really really into what she does for reasons that kind <sighs> yeah. of. Well, I think I think you find out later in the series that she doesn't Spoilers. have a whole. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, I think you find out, and we may we, we may there analyze you know. this later, but I think you find out she doesn't have a whole lot outside of this place. No, I think that's. Well, I think I don't know when I mean like people like that work. I'm like, but even oh, this must be all they have. Yeah, but, <laughs> like, I, but yeah, I don't think that's. I don't life. say I don't think that's a mind blowing thing. If you're watching this show, you're like, this no. is this is everything in your life, isn't it? This is. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh. That was there was this weird when she's talking to her to get in her interview with Dolores. Um, she, Dolores says, or you think she says, she says, "Ever wake up and realize your life is meaningless?" And she says, "What?" And she says, "Have you worked with Microsoft Office?" Or like, yes, she's like, I thought that was a little like, I don't know. Again, part of the morbid teenager thing. Yeah, like, which yeah. which I found. I mean, first of all. I think when I was, I think when I actually saw it, I wasn't too mm. far away from being this age. When I first saw it, yeah, I think I was, and maybe the last time I school. saw it was probably in somewhere in my early twenties or mid twenties. Did I say last episode what year it came out? Two thousand and three. Really, is that yeah, yeah, early two thousand? Yeah, because yeah. I looked it up because I had to. I would have been in high school. Though. I had to figure sure. out when the mirror actually crashed down. Spoiler yeah. alert: <gasps> We're going to talk about Russian space stations. What? <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, it came out in 2003 because mm-hmm. there were a couple of references I had to look up, but, um, oh, okay. so, but yeah, when I first saw it, I wasn't too far away from that phase of my life if I wasn't still partially in that. Mm-hmm. And so I think, I think I identify a lot with George with this kind of, this, yeah. it, you know, it's, you can't get hurt if you don't give a shit about anything. Yeah. I, I specifically wrote that in the, um, there's a whole philosophy behind it that oh, she, that yeah. she espouses, you know, Her, the, are you specifically point her line there about uh, there's no point in being good or bad, and she shows a very the, nihilist. The, yeah. yeah, oh yeah, the, the definition of oh, nihilist. Yeah, basically, um, they show the robber coming out of the bank, and then all the cops shooting him immediately, and then which is hilarious, and then and then the woman's trying to get her cat out of the tree, and she falls and it, dies, and the cat licks and the, the cat milk licks up the milk. gets the milk afterwards. Yeah, it's very. Yeah, it's very, but it's gleefully. If there's such a thing as gleefully nihilistic, I feel like a lot of this show yeah. is. Oh <laughs> yeah, not. I was gonna say George isn't gleefully nihilistic. She isn't, but that's but the the show itself nihilistic. is oh, yeah. kind of bit. because there bit. is a sense of it doesn't matter what you do, you're gonna die. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> We're all gonna die. There's nothing you can do. 
it doesn't it's matter if you're to die. It doesn't matter if you were good or bad or anything. <laughs> we all fucking die. <laughs> I mean, George isn't cheerful, except you know, except for the fact that I think. And by the way, I think most people had that point in the time of their life, and they go, "Yep, yeah, yep, I know. Yep, oh yeah, oh yeah, yep, like Ooh, oh yeah, that part yeah. in time where I knew every where I knew everything was world weary before I even did anything." Yep. <laughs> um, I don't know. I kind of think it all ties into what happens to her eventually mm-hmm. to George. Oh, absolutely you know? it does. I mean, it's, it's, it does. She's it's a, totally leading. It's, like, knowing what happens to her, you know, it's... Spoiler, she's gonna die. She dies. Yay! I don't think it's a spoiler, because that's like the first <laughs> line in the episode is, I die. Like, she's like, but, I'm George, I'm George whatever, lass, and I die. I mean, it very much is a coming-of-age story, mm-hmm. except for in this particular case, yeah. the coming-of-age parts happens after death. Yeah. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Oh, this is... I'm backtracking because I didn't finish. The director after Dead Like Me, some of the stuff he worked on, Californication, Breaking Bad, Fargo, True Blood, Better Call Saul. Just saying. Fuck he it. ended up doing some cool stuff. Yes, he did. He's just he's just one of those directors that just goes from show to show. He's doing... A, he did a good job on... This is the only... He only did the pilot for Dead Like Me. He didn't do any other episodes. Hmm. Yeah. He just did the pilot. All right. Yeah. Cool. Weird. He did, he did okay. Uh, he did a good job. It was... I like the pilot. Um, it's a lot very, of filler, you asshole, but you know. Eh, it's a little of the writing, too. Um, we'll get to the filler. Don't you worry. I think there was one more. No- oh, 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 yeah, oh, yeah. So she does ask her, Microsoft Office, and then and then her response is, I know Lotus. And I feel like even then that was a dated <laughs> That was a dated, yes. At the time. Oh, yeah. So I don't feel too bad in asking this. Do you know what that is? Because I don't. It sounds familiar. It was. It, to, I vaguely remember it as like mm-hmm. the. I could have googled it as like I'm an MS DOS. Is that like DOS like that yeah. old like? That it is. I I, kinda... I think it was like one of the first um, wow. word processing programs. Yeah. My oh, okay. vague remember. I didn't look. It I up, only ever I, used words. So yeah. So yeah, I feel like it was like an MS DOS word processing That's program. Funny. Like in, we could look it up right we, now. I mean, we could if we. <laughs> Gave a shit. Okay. Um, but no, it was, yeah, that's, was, a, that's a dated reference even at the time. I mean, I could tell. I could tell it was dated reference. I mean, that was the kind of the joke. I mean, yeah. Says she's like, she doesn't know how to do office. Which is I a little that, strange because you'd think an 18-year-old kid would. Yeah, especially would, even back then. Like, yeah. Yeah. That I knew, one, that one I seems office. like That one seems more like something you'd get from like a 40-year-old guy. Yeah. Well, I think, I think, I mean, we're not to it yet, but I think that kind of. Speaks to her family, her home life. Could be. Her mom, maybe a little bit. <laughs> um, doesn't give her access to office. Um, oh, and then I just, you know, I know I know. we said we liked, I liked her kind of reaction to Dolores. But at the same time, really stupid fucking thing to say in an interview. <laughs> like, only not the best you, way to handle it. Only an if you interview. give a shit about yeah, getting the job. I know. Only if you're not a, she did not want the job. No. No, she did not want that job. She did not want to. I think is great that she got a job but such an awful job because of it it's just like alright anything else? nope I'm good next next moving on dinner at George's house Uh, they are discussing her and her parents are discussing George and her future her mom Joy doesn't think George should have dropped out of college and wonders why she doesn't have friends anymore her dad Clancy is a respected, tenured professor of English and is cheating on Joy with a graduate student. 
Her 10-year-old sister Reggie starts out as just a pair of floating glasses, but George explains that she isn't actually invisible, just might as well be to George. Later, George finds Reggie in her closet as she's trying to sleep. Jeremy? <laughs> What'd you uh, think of the scene? The highlight of I'll it let you go. Was, the, was the introduction of this. It's one of the things that... Even to this day, before I watched it, I remembered about the series, and that is the use of the word <laughs> the word moist, moist. <laughs> that and, it's pornographic. <laughs> and it and I I almost feel like this series I brought up that word how awful that word is mm-hmm. more than people more than a few people have that reaction to the word moist. They do. I've met those people. But, yeah, they don't like that word. But I remember. But it is well, there's, there's one thing about this series I remember. It's the mother's inversion of the word moist. <laughs> yeah, that always stuck to me. I liked that. Um, that. I felt I always felt like that came from like his the creator's actual mother probably like could that be word or something. Or it was very personal. Or she but it, knew but it's one of those or didn't like that word. But it's one of those things where like graphic. It, it I, moist. <laughs> don't do that to the microphone. <laughs> You'll never get it clean. It's quite moist. Now that I've gotten close to it, I'm leaving this podcast. Yeah. I can do it on my own. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, another moment of George doing something, saying something that I would have enjoyed saying to my parents. When her mom says, I hate to say I told you so. And George says, you love to say I told you so. <laughs> I'm pretty <laughs> sure I said that to I'm my probably. mother. <laughs> Sorry, I mom. I, I was an asshole. We I both knew it. I was an asshole. Uh, most teenagers are. Um, they and are, then her dad's response is like, "Don't talk to your mom like that." You know, it gets her all worked up or whatever. <laughs> and you're just like, you, "I like." What did we say? Oh, no one got to hear this because it was on Freaks and Geeks. I said this on Freaks and Geeks. Um, I was listening to the Gravity Falls commentary with the creator of Gravity Falls, and he says, "I'm ninety percent sure he's the one who said this." Um, many people have probably said this, but it, the best way to get to know people is to put them in a situation and see how they all react to the same thing. And this is that situation, I think, because we get, you know, the, her mom's reaction, her dad's reaction to what how she's behaving, and her dad is definitely not on the same page as her mom. You I use more there's, just... There's something going on. There, you can tell they're... Yeah, well, it obviously introduces the, the conflict of, between him and, mm. him and her mother, because yep. his motivation in that scene is... Whatever will make your mother shut up. I don't want to listen to yeah, it. Yeah, I really just want to eat my food, and I don't want to hear this bullshit. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. It's a... You can tell it's a healthy relationship. Um, and then and then you get the narration where she explains that she she knows that he's cheating on... Interesting thing about that, though. Um, Does it, she know, or does comes, future George know? Well, it has to be... What's future George that knows, but but I... Did she know at the table at that moment that her well, dad was cheating? Here's the... Oh, so here's the interesting thing. They, now, we're, we're going to get into this later. Yes, we are. But um, the original plan for him to be having troubles is for that he was secretly gay. Yeah. Um, oh, did they not follow through on that? They did not. Because... <gasps> They totally alluded to that later. They, I wrote it down. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 that was the original plan. And I wonder if that line about him floundering with a younger student uh, was added later to c- coincide with the new uh, with the new storyline. Because there is that moment later, and we'll get into it, where yeah. where they allude that he might be yeah. having some feelings. I thought the graduate student was a guy. The, I, I kind of looked into that. They dump that storyline off flat on its face, and they go, no, it's he's, he's, banging a, he's banging a student. That's what he's doing. A female student. 
I believe so. Oh, they changed it to female. Because I just assumed it was a male student. I don't remember. Yeah, we'll find out, but... I'm pretty I, sure it's a female student. I, believe, I think it's, it is, too. Because I, I remember being a little... Because my uh, fiancé was watching with me, and she was just like, oh, it's a male student. Like, she thought that's what was going on, too. Like, And I was like, I don't remember him being gay. <laughs> but that would have made it much better. I think it would have been better if he was gay. I was like, Depends. I don't remember this being that good. I don't know. Well, <laughs> it's a good show. But as, we're, as we're looking through it, let's. I mean, we, yeah, we, we we'll shall think about attention. that. Yeah, if, it would have, would it have been better if he had been gay? Better. Would it have been better? I mean, it'd been like different. It would definitely would have been different. I feel like it would have. Maybe it would have worked. Maybe it would have worked. Maybe it would have what wouldn't maybe. have worked. Maybe because some. Maybe. I mean, I mean, back then it was still pretty. To do a gay character like or things like that, there wasn't. Yeah, two thousand and three. I mean, no, it was better. It was getting there, but I mean, like Will and Grace was on the air. Like that was the first real mm-hmm. like gay show. Like, and that was on around that time, so it was still, I think, a little. So I can, I don't know, I don't know, especially being on Showtime though. Why the well, fuck do they care? And it could, I mean, they could have just looked at. Sometimes you have an idea for a character, and as you're yeah. mapping yeah. them out, yeah. you yeah. just realize just that that yeah. you just realize that you just the Maybe. it just doesn't work. It just Maybe. the way the character is developed, it just wouldn't make sense like, for him to be gay. I feel like I read somewhere that the creator actually left the show after like five yes. episodes. I've read that as oh, well. Oh, you did, yeah. Uh, so I'm wondering if that think changes like that were reasons why could he be. might have left. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, uh, what else did I write? Anything else? Anything good? Any good notes? Uh, pathological afraid of... Yeah, okay. No, you say you remember the moist, and I always remember the moist, but I forgot... I didn't... The pathologically afraid of balloons? That did, never that. stuck with me. Never remembered that. This is almost like the first time I've heard of that of course, line. they do bring up... They do bring I up think moist... moist. They, yeah, they they come back to moist. because they 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 do a call, but I think they do a callback to the balloons later, which I'm going to bring up. Okay, but which I saw that scene completely different until I remembered the balloon line, and I'm like, ah, so all right, we'll bring that up later. Put a pin in that, uh, and then while she's laying in bed there, I thought this line was interesting. The whole and here we're going back back to the nihilist thing. I think the she I don't know if it's nihilist thing. It was more agnostic atheist thing. She doesn't believe in God because her mom told her that Santa and Easter Bunny mm-hmm. and all that is not real. So she's just assumed God's not real. Which, a little, li- little li- nihilistic. It's a little. Believe in nothing. Yeah. It's believing yeah, in nothing. Yes, I guess. Yeah. No. I <laughs> we was, believe I, in nothing, Lebowski. Was, we believe in nothing. Uh, you're obviously not a <laughs> golfer. Um, you obviously don't golf. Was that the line? Yes. What is this? You obviously don't. You're obviously not a golfer, man. Probably said man after. Now I want to watch Big Lebowski. All right, let's do it right now. All right, fuck this podcast. Let's go watch Big Lebowski. Um, I don't know. Here's my thing. Like, I'm kind of with her on that. <laughs> like, I'm just like, <laughs> I I, I kind of lump God in with Santa and Easter Bunny. It's like, be good or God will get you. God's watching you. <laughs> You're going to go to hell. They created that for kids. Like, I swear. And then they kept using it on adults and because they were stupid enough to believe it. Um, oh man, I just pissed off all of our religious listeners. Sorry, that one dude <laughs> that was listening to this in church. I know who's listening to this. Um, Sorry, we, we, but we, it's in we respect this, your faith, but we don't po- taking my own beliefs out of it. Hearing it in her, her saying that, I'm kind of like I hear that going. 
oh, it's kind of sad. <laughs> like, <laughs> like she doesn't believe in God. Like, well, because it's more like she doesn't have. Because she says after she says she would be praying mm-hmm. if she did believe in God, which then I believe makes it sad because she wants. It sounds to me like she wants someone to talk to. She wants someone to. I don't something to like. She sounds lonely. Yeah, it makes her sound even more lonely to me. I don't know. Even though I agree with her. I mean, she's obviously in a very unhappy place. Yeah, really and it's place. but it's almost a prison of her own making. As most teenagers, as most are well to do. Heck, even I mean, I as teenagers, it. adults, yeah. and any anybody. Yeah. But Guilty. I mean, it is an interesting line where she where she just decides. It just yeah. stuck out to me. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I Fair don't enough. Know. I don't know. It was interesting. But it's just it's the fact that I had that different opinion because I'm like, you're right. But at the same time, why don't you believe in God? <laughs> like, why are you so sad? <laughs> like, I don't know. It was interesting. All right. Next, George's mom gets her up, get ready for to get ready for work. George's job is to code files for data entry down in the pit. Apparently Dolores only Dolores only gives that job to people she hates. She's doomed to spend the rest of her life in a dead-end job, literally. George goes on her lunch break as we see more of the re-entry POV uh, from the the asteroid-looking thing. Um, As George narrates and explains that pieces of the Mir space station... She doesn't say Mir, but we see it on the... Mir space station were uh, off trajectory. We see that the POV isn't from an asteroid but from a toilet seat heading for the Earth. A stranger asks George the time, asks what her name is, and asks if her middle name starts with an L. He tells her she's going to be late, and as George walks away, he touches her back, which appears to glow. George looks up at the sky, sees the toilet coming towards her, says, Aw, shit! And it hits her with a huge, fiery explosion. That seems like a lot of stuff I shouldn't have, but that's all necessary. Um, so it all comes back. Um, I don't know. Where do you, what do you got, Jeremy? Where do you want to, where do you want to start with this scene? Well, let's start. Nick, can I, can I start? Yeah, go What ahead. are you going to start with? I just wanted to point out just at the beginning when her mom's picking the clothes and she says, those are clothes for a funeral. Yeah. I like That's, that. I'd, and then she ends up wearing those to her own funeral later. And for a d- decent portion of the uh, uh, the, ser- uh, the series, because those are no, her no, own... She changes. Uh, for for a little while, when she but... becomes... Not the series. That, those... I feel like when that, she be- that, I feel like that she outfit keeps on coming up, because it's one of, the, one of the... It's one of the nice... Only we'll nice clothes she has for a while. Oh, uh, maybe. We'll pay attention. We'll see, <laughs> we'll, see if that, we'll see if that outfit comes back. I feel but like She it definitely wore it for her own funeral in this episode, which yes. I thought was hilarious. She's like... Those are yeah, that was very close. We call that foreshadowing, kids. Ah, ah, Snuggins. I mean, usually it's not that you know on the nose, but sometimes it can be. It can be. Um, I mean, I think honestly, if, looking back on the first time I watched it, it I didn't put that together. Um, I just thought, you know, you're picking ugly clothes because that's kind of just her mom's just like, screw you. These are the nicest clothes you have. This is the nicest clothes you have. I mean, she's put made on. several references that she's gonna die. Yeah. At this yeah. point in time. So, no, yeah. That's you know, true. It's, including this one. Mm-hmm. This is not... This is one of the more... Um, and then... Wait, what? Oh. Are you even oh, and then her mom's last words to her 
there's going to be a funeral if you don't get your ass out of bed. Yeah, that's sad. Irony! (laughs) (laughs) Turns out if she would have stayed in bed, there would be no funeral. Folks, this is why no matter how upset you are at someone in your family or someone that you care about, always say, I love you. That's the last thing you say to them. Pretend like they're about, they're going to die the next, you know, before the next time you get a chance to see them. All right. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm next saying. time you leave, I won't yell, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> right. Jesus, shut up. A little on later, the nose. Asshole. <laughs> Christ. Basically, this whole podcast was just to get you here. To be time. a nicer person <laughs> when you leave. <laughs> you know, whatever works. Whatever works. It's an right. elaborate plan there, sir. <laughs> All right, Jeremy. What 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 did you think of this scene here? What are the I liked you had? The I liked all the little elements that made this off. It crushed my soul just being there. Why? The the because it was mere. No, 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 no. We're, not, we're still in the office. We're still in the oh, office. Oh, okay, in the office. And, oh, yeah, working in the office. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. the 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 squeaky cart, mm, the identical mm, cubicles, mm, the people mm. all like you know when she's like sitting in the bathroom stall avoiding work and then realizing that everybody else is doing it better than she is. Right. Where she's one of the most productive yes. people there. Yes. The, she's trying to avoid work and she's actually working more. I than love. Everybody I, else. I love the fact that yeah that you know Dolores sent her yeah. Gives a Dolores a little bit of a, a little bit of dimension. Like, yeah, she mm. sent you here because she hates you. She hates you. you. Yeah, he, he flat out was just like, why? How did you? What, what did you, you do, do to piss off Dolores? <laughs> like, you didn't even. You know, he's like, she's, so what'd you do? She's not just yeah. just the, ha- the constantly happy touch. I'm gonna nope. screw that bitch well, over, ooh, but good. You. Yep. I just. That's what I was like earlier when I said that's not smart to talk to her. Like no, that. it definitely no. isn't. And this is your punishment. But I just like all the, it's, again, it's about this show has all those elements that just like, this is awful. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I just wrote it down because you brought up her avoiding work, uh, her, her way to avoid work, you know, hanging out in the bathroom, listening to, I'm assuming a CD player since yes. this was early. Yes. Did, it shows, did you see it? Okay. It shows, not in that scene, but it shows her listening to a, yeah. like a portable CD player. Yeah. I love her headphones though. They're like the old school yes. headphones. Um, how much easier is it to slack off now with smartphones? I mean, oh, shit. she had a smartphone right then. Oh, oh my yeah, God. she wouldn't get shit done. Oh, she would my be God. so much easier for her to slack off. I like, mean, think about it back then, how hard it was to slack off. I mean, off I work. think people were doing pretty good. I mean, she's walking by offices, there's a guy mm-hmm. watching porn. Watching porn. Yeah. And then the guy, her, the guy that was like what, her supervisor or whatever, like, he's got the joint. Yeah. And it gets sucked up the tube. I love it's, that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sucked, up, sucked up the pneumatic tube. Yes. I mean, you know. I love that. You just have, but you just have all these humans gathered and yeah. doing something they hate and avoiding it, and it's just yeah. Like, yeah I've just had going. those jobs. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's 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 corporate America for you. Um, speaking of useless stuff, this is one of those useless scenes. Uh, did you notice the useless scene in this section? It didn't strike me as a useless scene. It well, not the me, whole thing, the one the, part. There was one part that it was completely useless. Which part? Me. When she goes to deliver the files to the guy. And drops the one down the... Fair. Number one, when she drops the file down the thing, did you see how bad the CG was on that? Yes. So bad. Yes. Uh, I didn't even that. for Even for back then, that was bad. Like, that Jurassic Park can come out at this point. <laughs> like, come on. Come on. I mean, they didn't have a big um, budget. It's a pilot, dude. I know. You and can, and this, it showed. And they, it showed. And they have like, they have like three this. or four greml- or Gravelings to animate later, so... Those Gravelings are pretty cool, actually. Those still kind of hold up. Um, it... 
they could have avoided the crappy CG if they just cut the whole scene out. They could have. How is it necessary? No, it, that, it, the whole interaction with her and the cute boy. There was no... Like that, that, yeah, that part... I'm with you. Yeah. That could have been cut. It was useless. It was useless. I, watched, I thought about it, and I'm like, no. That, not even like... There was no symbolism cut, or anything. They could have cut like, right to the 35 minutes, which really, is another part like, of that I really like. Yes, and then that's the next thing. An, uh, your, uh, your lunch hour. It's Take your lunch minutes. hour. Be back in 35 minutes. <laughs> My lunch hour is 35 minutes. Again, that just add, add, oh, yeah. add that to like, oh, this is miserable. No, yeah. And I I have lunches that are only 30 minutes. Like, I've had those. And mm-hmm. it's just like, you don't have enough time to get your food and eat it in 30 minutes. But they did studies, Sean. Oh, studies. Yes. They always do studies. The studies. It, no. I watch the whole thing on like studies and just like people can just, they do studies all the time. <laughs> like everybody does a fucking study. You can just pick a study and be like, oh, this study showed this. I don't care what that study showed. Who was running that study? <sighs> Half hour lunch. All right. Oh, yeah. Really bad CG. Yeah. 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 That scene was useless. Not a mucho. Did you hear that? I did hear not. He said not a mucho. That was weird. That was odd. (laughs) Well, he's a stoner, so I don't know. He was high. Fair. Is what they were going with? You you, speak in Spanish when you're stoned? Do you randomly speak in Spanish when you're high? Not. Of course not, because you would never do that. No, I don't smoke. Because the we wacky tobacco, like uh, like no. Barbara Bush, N- Nancy Reagan, Nancy Reagan, Nancy Reagan. <laughs> Oops, right? We like wrong, Nancy Reagan. Wrong Republican. Just say no. Mm, While we're yes. getting schmasted right uh, here, and then oh, and then the the, uh, the toad was out there right before yep. she dies. She trips references over it. it. She reference, trips right over it. Reference to the toad. Yes, mm-hmm. the flat reference, just right there. Um, and then that okay. A toilet seat, like <laughs> that was going pretty fast. Do you think that? Do you think it would have done that kind of damage? That oh Christ, huge no! Explosion. It would never. It would never have made it that far. No, but it well, was metal. I mean, it looked what, metal. I mean, we. Are, I, I have a, like a little section I'm going to get into because they. Oh, the, the, we're, we'll we'll get into the geeky physics of it. Oh, but I mean, the answer seat? is. But the, I mean, the short answer is, mm-hmm. if a piece that big had made it, it would have been much bigger. Yeah. If anything, if anything, they underestimated what something like this would do. Really? Yes. Oh, you think it would have been? It would have been much bigger. It would have been bigger. Really? Uh, if if a I piece too big. If 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 a piece this size mm-hmm. would have made it all the way down Add to the earth. To. Now the real well, now the reality is it would have probably it would have burned up on way in reentry. Yes. Well, I mean, it was implied that the whole toilet stayed together until the very end, yes. and then yes. the toilet seat breaks off. So, but what would have hit the earth probably yeah. would have been no. a bit of molten slag. Yeah. No. <laughs> I think they little liberty there for the joke, but it doesn't matter because it's, it's for the joke. It, because it's worth it to have her killed by a toilet seat. I mean, that's the beautiful thing there, and it's <laughs> you are yeah, you are murdered by a shit receptacle. You know, like, I mean, it doesn't. I, I don't give. I mean, well, like I said, I'll get into the science where I'm mm-hmm, saying, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, the science geek part of me says nerd. bullshit, but I don't that's, care because it's a beautiful way okay. to die. I'm just going the science it. geek part of me had a big red flag on that scene too so but okay. no if it but i had the opposite nope it like, would have been, oh, been much bigger. bigger i thought smaller all right well at least i had the red flag went off all right i feel keep, like... it, keep in mind that to that the tungusta explosion mm. came from a rock the size of about about a, a couple inches in diameter sure all right i'll buy it uh anything else i've seen 
No, George's, just George's dead. one of my dead, favorite dead death scenes toilets. of all time. Yeah, death, death just looking up going, oh, oh shit. shit. I love her whole, yeah, and the whole lead up is like, you know, uh, people say your life flashes before your hands. I mean, maybe if your parachute doesn't open or if you're on your deathbed, but when you get a surprise toilet to the face, you're just like, all you have time to say is, ah, shit. <laughs> Uh, saying ah uh, shit as commercial we break get hit for by a refill <laughs> commercial break <laughs> uh yes are we there we're yet? gonna we're gonna magically edit as we refill our beer all right leave me alone <laughs> all right george is dead next scene next scene george has death all right george Walks around. What? But she died. George walks around, looking at the aftermath and the carnage, until she notices a burnt-up shoe on the ground that looks eerily like like hers. Words are heard. Then a guy runs through her. Hmm. Apparently, George is dead. A guy shouts at George, calling her dead girl, and tells her to wait. The guy is Rube, and he is undead. Betty, also undead, and the woman from before, which I did not mention earlier, I'll mention in a second, joins them. They explain to George that she didn't feel her death because they take out souls before violent deaths as a courtesy. Rube tells George that they aren't angels, but grim reapers. George asks if there's somewhere she's supposed to go. Rube says she needs to wait until her body is at rest. Um... they popped around a bunch during a lot of this, uh, but that's the gist of it. The Betty, I forgot to mention, she's randomly like at the beginning of the episode. I didn't notice. Where's she? Was, where, where is she? She's on top. Okay, so oh, is that the her very, on top very, of the on top of the building okay. before we meet George? I wonder. Yeah, I wondered who yeah, that was. That was Betty. Okay, what the fuck yeah. is she doing up there? Yeah, I don't know. Okay, it's the building they're sitting on later with Mason. Oh, yeah. yeah. What the fuck is she doing up and there? And it happens to be right next to the yeah, office yeah. building. Because yeah, it goes coming, right from her there, there, to there's a fly the building going, behind her. That's not me. Yeah. This is me. This is me, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I watched that going, who the fuck is her? Is she? Yeah. She has it's, some significance? Who is her? Who is her? Who is her is her? Who her? Who her is? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Betty. That's okay. Betty. That's why I said woman from before. Uh, so, Betty. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Uh, Rube. Awesome. Hey, dead girl. <laughs> this and this is one of the things that I, I noticed that kind of struck me is, you know, I mean, I, I, it makes sense that the first time you're playing a character, you still have yet to really identify who he is and how he reacts. But yeah. he's a lot more. Hey, how hey. you doing? Oh, yeah. he's a lot more boisterous and like he really is. You know, yeah. as uh, he's quick, m- more reserved later. I think he ver- well, he very more. much. He, I think he fa- he kind of falls into into like a gruffer, more laconic, mm-hmm. um, you know, in his manner of speaking. Where I think he, so too. where you know, I mean, he does. He's not the person to come out and go, "Hey, dead girl." He'd be like, "Hey, yeah, yeah." Like, <laughs> like what I said earlier, I don't remember him being this funny throughout no. the show. Like, I'm gonna bring up most of his funny lines throughout this episode because I love them, but. I no. don't remember him being this he's funny. Not. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, he's still funny. He's still funny, not but, this funny, not but this in kind a, of funny. But in a deadpan way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> He's yeah. very some deadpan of, later on. Some of this is deadpan, but not as deadpan. Um, of course, then again, uh, we, spoiler alert, George is going to really start to piss him off. And so... Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and so I maybe like maybe some of that is just like, oh dear God. <laughs> maybe she changes him. Yeah, he already even says in this episode. He's later. He says, uh, uh, "I love you, Peanut, but I can't. You know, I gotta, I gotta go. I'm yeah, gonna not be around you right now." Um, I love when she she's walking around. The guy runs through her, mm-hmm. and then that thing pops up. The like wheel of fortune. I like thing. to solve the puzzle. Yeah, I like to solve the puzzle, and it says you're dead. <sighs> it's random. I don't. I don't think does stuff like that happen in the show. Not to my knowledge. Yeah, and there's I, like, like I mean, there, a there are more. Specific there thing. are more of these cutaways, and I think they may have been mm-hmm. experimenting with yeah. style, and they thought, hey, maybe we could do like these really kind of fun yeah. cutaways. Yeah. Um, I like them. I think they. I think they abandoned that idea, and mm. kind of for good reason. Although this one is kind of that one was kind of fun. That one was I funny. I feel like though that's kind of kind of thing that can get that can take away from it can a scene if you not if you don't do it right. Yeah, I think I think they found. I maybe make I may be talking out my fucking ass right here now, but um, I think later they found their humor. In different ways, like yeah. they, you know, kind of took fair. it a little, yeah, I mean, it's a, pilot. a little you're, less silly. You're, you're gonna, yeah. you're still figuring out how you want to do things. I am a whore for those kind of jokes, though, because they're such fourth wall breaking jokes, and I love them. I love breaking the fourth wall. It's, <laughs> it's my favorite. Um, I'm a whore for that. George goes through. Oh yeah, and I love the whole. She goes through the five stages of grieving of death. I only just counted- like. She do she goes through anger, obviously. She does anger. She does um uh bargaining. She does bargaining, she does uh depression. No, Is I think they, they kinda she stop. Does depression. She kinda she does the depression, but they kinda skip the last two, I feel like. Because she does anger, she does um, She did at least three. She did I think three in there. At least three. But she didn't yeah. go through all the stages. I kinda I I don't maybe she didn't no. I'm just Sorry. real I didn't write that down, I'm just realizing that now because she was pissed off. She was. And then she was sad. Anger. And then bargaining. Sad bargaining. There was, yeah, depression, yeah. Oh. Uh, but there's, not. but there's. I don't know, remember. There are more in there. Yeah. Yeah. Where are the rest? They kind of abandoned that idea mm. pretty quick. Hmm. Maybe they, it'd be funny as they edited out the rest of it and you're like, why don't you keep that in and I mean, edit out weird scene with. Trying to remember guy. the other stages of stages of grief, but uh, other yeah. than acceptance, um, yeah, you know. Oh well. Well, there's the not. Well, there's the, uh, there's denial. She did go through denial, and then anger, and then bargaining. Denial, anger, bargaining, depression. depression. So you can't go through the fifth one until later. So she probably is it she five went through it later in the episode. Is it five? five. Or, oh, is it I five wrote down five. Okay, it's five. Then she does. So that must be what they said. So she accepted it later. Okay, sorta. Eh. No, nah, you know what? I think this whole th- this whole thing maybe with her dealing with dep- not depression but uh, uh, denial. This whole episode, and in fact, a good part of this series is her d- denying what she's maybe. supposed to be doing. Maybe. <laughs> she definitely. Spoiler doesn't. alert: She does not do as she's told. <laughs> she's a teenager. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, but even for a teenager, she tends to <laughs> she yeah. tends to poke around the edges of reality. Oh my god, this metaphor that Rube uses, and I love the way they did it. It was, they're at the autopsy, her autopsy. For some reason, yes. you should go see your own autopsy if you can. And then, the peach cobbler. Uh, your, your body is like a peach cobbler that has fallen on the floor. You wish you, 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 
it was good at one point, but it's not good anymore. Like, and then he doesn't actually he says it, but then she narrates over it mm-hmm. the same, which I thought that was funny. But that was gross. <laughs> the peach cobbler. I'm surprised, it was perfect. I'm surprised you mentioned that that part of the scene and not the one that stands out to me. Which, which was which is where she makes mention of the fact that the uh, coroner is the first man first to t- man to touch her, her naked, body. naked body. Yes, I did notice that. I know. I know. That was stood out more to me as far as that's funny. Is, yeah, like, is, I told you I just wrote down all of Rube's lines. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I thought that was interesting too. Yeah. No, that's a weird, creepy but, thought. And also, they, and, th- and this is where that, this is where I'm gonna get a little get a little bit geeky because um, mm-hmm. Betty mentions that she was hit by a toilet seat going at 200 miles per hour at 1500 degrees. Yeah, she did say that. Yeah. She did say that. And she said that, and I was like, "All right, I guess I'll allow the toilet seat if it I was mean, going that again fast." But I the, the for the story, 200? it's awesome. So yes, 200. I, I want to keep it. The toilet. She was killed by a toilet from space. Yeah. However, yeah, yeah. if a if a piece of the space station broke off, toilet uh, or otherwise, uh, it's not going two hundred miles per hour. How 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 fast would it be going? It's going Nerd. closer to a thousand miles per hour. Jesus. Um, Jesus. See, I, I don't. You know, you'd, you'd actually have to run the test on a piece of equipment like that. But two hundred yeah. miles per hour strikes me as its terminal velocity. See, I wrote down. Mythbusters earlier when when I was talking about the toilet seat, I'm like, where are the Mythbusters when you need them? I need them. They are, to do they this are one. gone. But I mean, yeah, they it's, are. It's, no, they're it's, back. They're... Not them, but the, the show's on. New guys. Oh, screw them. Whoa. <laughs> but no, it'd be going Whoa. closer to a thousand miles per hour and be about three thousand degrees, which That's... is why it would make a great a bigger explosion. Bigger. Ah. <laughs> ah. So, did the explosion they have match a two hundred mile an hour? I think a two hundred mile, per, I think a two hundred mile per hour explosion would probably would have been less. Actually, see, I was right. It would, it would, it would have hit her. She would have been splattered on the ground, but I don't think it would yeah. actually have created an explosion. Like a giant explosion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's hard to tell because again, I don't think anything like that could survive to, mm-hmm. to actually make contact with the Earth. Yeah, I like that she made. I wrote it down. I don't know why. She made the line about, what am I? Well, she asks, where am I going? And he says, what am I being reincarnated? Reincarnated? And he says, don't be an ass. She does say that. I mean, she doesn't. She says, what am I being reincarnated? What am I being reincarnated? But not in that voice. She says it like a Like teenager. a fucking eight <laughs> kid. Right? Because teenagers yeah. are assholes. I know. And I just loved Rube's response. <laughs> It's a fair response. Don't be an ass. <sighs> Next. Do it. So we're at George's wake. Because, oh, he makes a whole thing about, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rube says she needs to wait until her body is at rest. So they're at the wake. George, so they're at George's wake. While Rube and George sit on a love seat, a guy comes by and sits inside George through her. Through on top George, of her. On top of her. However kind you want to put it. In Could her? Not. Yeah, that, I said inside, and that just sounds naughty, so... Yeah, but, I mean, how else He doesn't, gonna, yeah. It's not, He's in her. He sits in her. Um, not, like some, not like ghost. a sexual way, more like an no. I've sat in something way. Yeah. Like, she typical kinda, ghosts. She's kind of, yeah, incorporeal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He sits down inside of her. Rube 
tells the guy that eats steak. And Rube explains people can see him because he is undead and can't see her because she is dead. As George watches her father, she sees him hug a guy a -hmm. little too long. Uh Uh-huh. She comments on this. Yep. George follows her sister Reggie up to George's bedroom closet and narrates that it's time for her to be the invisible sister. When George goes back downstairs, Rube tells her her mother is really upset and was crying so hard she choked. George wants to get a message to her mother that she's okay. George moves the letters on the fridge to make the word moist, which her mother sees. Um, This, before we get into anything, the balloons. A guy walks in on the wake with a big thing of balloons. Yes, I do. Forgetting that line, I thought she was. I thought she was just like that is inappropriate for a wake. These are these look like happy balloons. This is a wake. These should not be here. No, she has a pathological fear of balloons. So at that point, yes, she's not caring about George. She's saying, "I don't want those balloons in here. I hate balloons. Get those out." I never put that together until I watched it this time. <laughs> like, I never once figured that out. Because that line never stuck. Because Moist always moist. overpowered that scene. Like, I didn't think about the pathological fear of balloons. But apparently, the writer did. Because he put that in later. That breathes for in that. balloons and she freaks the fuck out. Good for yeah. that writer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I never got that before. What would you think of this whole scene? I want to talk about the music. <laughs> oh, I wrote that down. That is uh, Squirrel Nut Zippers Hell. Yes, it is. I love that song. <laughs> I, I actually love... have this album. <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> it's part you... of that late 90s swing room. Uh, uh, late 90s yeah. swing room. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, With the uh, uh, freaking uh, Zoot Suit Riot and yeah, all that yeah. shit was out. Yeah, oh, yeah. Which is kind of, I mean, this was towards the end of that, but I, I remember. Mm-hmm. And I. it seems like I heard, I've heard this song used in another series, although they don't, mm-hmm. I don't remember they used, if they, they, I don't think they used the words. Maybe it was just the, the it was just yeah. the uh, the like the banjo and guitar riff and and then the uh, and then the uh, the the yeah the horns that I yeah I could have sworn it's been in some other series that kind of deals with death I bet but they didn't but they didn't actually use the words no. this one they play the song almost all the way through yeah basically you're just <laughs> listening to the song the entire scene which is great the entire I, scene I love this song oh yeah and plus they and were, it's appropriate and they were a weird and they were a weird band anyway because you know they were they, they played a lot more like delta blues like yeah. old school you know that that, mm. that kind of thing um yeah. but hey fun fact yeah they came out with an album this year no shit <laughs> Squirrel nut zippers are still a thing. So they ceased being a thing uh, uh, after mm-hmm. a while. I mean, yeah. short. Long story short, the 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 husband and wife who were the core of the uh, the band broke up, um, okay. and the band dissolved. Um, about two or three years ago, they started. Uh, they got back together. We started doing one, and they came out with an album this year in wow. March. <laughs> and also, Shit. and also, um, beasts I have... <laughs> of Burgundy. Yes, that's funny. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny right there. Uh, I want to play some. I feel like I shouldn't on the podcast. I'll listen to that after. Definitely not, but you know. Yeah, I'm going to listen to it. That's awesome. Yay. But, Squirrel Nut Zippers. And also, you know where the you know where the name comes from? The name Squirrel Nut Zippers? Right. I used to. I think you told me at one point. Well, do you remember? No, not Do you listen to anything that. that comes out of my mouth? Remember, Sean. Were you talking? <laughs> um, you're like fucking. It's actually well, and yet you're like an adult on peanuts. You're I, just like, wah, 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 wah. 
I know it because it kind of collides with another interest of mine. Okay. <laughs> Is it alcohol related? A little bit, yeah. A little yeah. bit? All right. Tell me. Nut Zipper is a southern uh, reference to moonshine. Ah. Okay. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't going to ask. I I wasn't going to ask. Don't. They they do things different in the south and more often. They do. (laughs) And I've had my fair share of moonshine. Yeah. <laughs> so why why squirrel nut zippers? Because it came from a uh, because it came from a newspaper article mm. of a man who apparently got hopped up in moonshine and was found in a tree, mm. and the headline read "Squirrel Nut Zipper." <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> and, and and these and these guys grew up in these guys came out of Charlotte. I want to say, yeah. apparently saw yeah. this headline. Were like, "There's a perfect name for a band." That's awesome. Which we've all done a hundred times. Like that's my name of my oh, new yeah. punk band. Except for they name. just ran they with it. They actually did it, yeah. <laughs> They're like, band name. Band name. Um, I think this is my absolute favorite line in the whole thing, or exchange, and I have to just okay. say it. Okay. Mandy Patinkin on the couch with George, explaining the difference between undead and dead, says, see, I can interact with people. Observe. Hello, sir. How are you? Fine. See? You can't do that. <laughs> like, I, I like love that. that. <laughs> I die every time. Like, the line is funny, but just the way Mandy Patinkin well, delivers it. He screwed up. He goes, how do you do, sir? 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 Because fine. it's the phrase. How do you do, sir? And the guy's like, fine, and walks away. Like, fine. See? <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> uh, oh, no, 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 no. There was more. I didn't even... I wrote it all down. This is why I wrote it down. He says, I have a physical body. I can enjoy the deliciousness of this tasty key lime pie. (laughs) The way he says it, he's just like, the deliciousness of this tasty key lime pie. And if I so choose, I can interact with the living. Observe. (laughs) Like, he has this kind of like New York... Like Fair, mobster I, thing going yeah, there, he, like it's does. so it kind of does. He kind of you could if he did it in that accent, yeah, oh, it yeah. really would be like a, mo- a mobster movie. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> he kind of does it like that. Like he doesn't pull well, on, but he has, has that, that accent anyway. He has a that little kinda, bit, a little, a little bit. bit. Yeah, he has that. Great. He has that kind of. He, I don't know. He, I love him. <laughs> He's so funny. This tasty key lamp pie. <laughs> You're about to say it reminds me of John Stewart a little bit. <laughs> just like, I'm like, I imagine John Stewart doing this. Like, it's a bit like I could taste this, this tasty key like pie, <laughs> and I can uh, interact with living. Observe. <laughs> like, it, I lose it every time. I'm sorry. Like, that's fair. I just watch that interaction, and I'm good. The rest of the episode, fuck it. All right. Um, he, her dad. Hugs a man. Yes. And she comments on how, how should a man hug another man that long? Like, kind of this whole... It's fine. You can hug another man, Sean. I'm not asking. She's asking. <laughs> it's in the show. Um, that's when me and my fiance were just like, oh, it's a male graduate. I think, I think, what? 10, almost 20 years later since the show came out. It's been, it's almost 20. 2003. 2003, yeah. Um, so not think, quite. No, but it's been a while. Yeah, and it's been a minute. I think with, I don't know, maybe maybe we're just to the point where we've seen enough TV shows with gay characters where we're like, 
but maybe back then they're like, eh, I, don't know. I don't know. I'm this Couldn't whole have... he they changed him from being gay to not being gay. Like it, I guess it you could, me. I guess you can. Uh, we we can speculate. Uh, I I guess I'm more apt to to give him benefit of the doubt and just and just say. That they started writing it and it just didn't work out. Sometimes, I yeah, you know, but I, that might be I fun to. But I, I kind of want to pay attention to that. I also go back. I also go back to him but, leaving the show early. I don't know. It could have been a conflict were, with the network. Could be happens. It does. All right, uh, but that was definitely. I, even if they didn't go through with it, there was that was definitely the plan. But no yeah, that was the plan. Yes. Yeah. Him and you can see it in the pilot, like hardcore. which is why I looked that up because I'm yeah. going. I don't remember it being a guy. I don't either. Yeah. So and I'm I, thinking you're and right. I looked, that they, and I looked it up, and yeah, 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 from no lesser source than IMDb, which is like the best um, source. Yeah, of information they out they there. mentioned that that the, they mentioned that scene that it was that it was uh, the storyline was dropped. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, another rube line when he's she she's asking him to tell my mom like that you rattle some chains. He says, he says, or you can do wind sounds. I'll do the wind sounds for you. <laughs> and she's like, you don't have to be an ass. I'm like, he is being an ass. But he's being hilarious. Because <laughs> like, he's he's right. He's like, what am I going to do? And what does she do? She goes and writes moist oh on God. the refrigerator. Her last, her, the last, well. What is her mom thinking in that moment? Because she sees the tiles move, the magnets move. I'm in front of her. You know, I think there's a. Do you think she's kind of thinking that it's George? You know, you get the you get the sense that you know when they're describing gravelings and when they're mm-hmm. describing some things, you know, living people ignore certain things almost right. as a like right. a mental health thing. You think that there's? You think that when he's talking about? Maybe we'll talk about it when we get there. Maybe let's but, talk about gravelings. But when I, we get there. but but I but I'm I, I suspect that it's one of those things where she looked and like, did I just see those letters move? No, that would be stupid. Also, who wrote moist on the refrigerator? Yeah, but she kind of has this knowing look. She has this kind of like, oh, yeah, George. Like, did you do that? Did you leave that? <laughs> what? I don't but, know. Uh, but, but they seem to be moving in front of her too, which kind of makes me like they're definitely moving in front of her. But yeah, I don't know. It, but she does. But she never acknowledges it. No. Now it could be one of those moments where you know she like yeah. oh, my, you know thinks she's going crazy, doesn't want to believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. They don't explain what she's thinking in that moment. I don't I know mean, what she could be thinking. Yeah, you know, it, it, any at, number of things. At that point in time, speculate no, you know. all you want. <laughs> I think. I think I'm going to. Okay. Um, I will. I did. I, I will, invited sir. you to. I will. No, if I had to guess, I would think. I mean, knowing Joy and what a tight ass she is, um, you got to think that she's pro- at, for in that vulnerable place she's in. She's probably thinking. Wouldn't it be nice if that was her? But then she probably later is just like, it wasn't. I was imagining things. Yeah, yeah. That's she probably of... was hopeful at first and then talked herself out of it later, I would bet. That'd be my Or, guess. I mean, she. it could be one of those things where, you know, if she were to tell it later and she could have been, I walked by the walked by the refrigerator and I swore I swear I could have saw the letters move. Mm-hmm. And everybody else would be like, oh my gosh, that's so... Did she, you know... Or they'd be like, bitch, you crazy. Bitch, <laughs> you're crazy. Letters can't move by themselves. Letters don't move by themselves. Magnets. Uh, I don't know what's happening right now. Uh, anything else? I'm good. Oh, Mandy Patinkin in the scene. He's so funny. Let's taste tequila bite. How do you do, sir? See, you can't do that. 
scene scene seven is what I've called it. Uh, outside, I call it now. info dump sequence. Oh, info dump. This. Oh, can I look at how large this paragraph is that I wrote compared to look at that one? That one. Do we need to settle in. This one is huge. All right. Yeah, this is info dump. Yeah, All right. This is info dump. So real quick. <laughs> I'm info dumping. I'm info dumping. All right, you guys We're listen reca- to this. We are. I'm going to sit back and drink beer. Yeah, you drink your beer. I'm recapping for people who need the recap. All right. For those of you who need this. Outside of George's former house, Rube tells George that she isn't going to heaven or hell. She's going to be a grim reaper. Now, they're at a restaurant. Betty is there, explaining to George what they do. Basically, dead people's souls are their responsibility until they reach the fin- their final destination, which... They don't know what that exactly is. Apparently, they're at the Waffle House, and George is surprised to see that the waitress can see her. We find out that all Grim Reapers have a certain number of souls that they have to collect, but don't know the exact number until you get to the last one. And George was the creepy guy from earlier's last one, so now she takes his spot. On the streets, we find out Grim Reapers are assigned to specific divisions. George's is external influence, murders, suicides, accidents, etc., as an example, we see a woman die from having a piano dropped on her. A reaper dressed as a meter maid pulls the woman out of her out of the rubble, obviously not pulling her soul beforehand. She's Roxy, and Rube obviously disagrees with how she doesn't pull the soul first. George sees some kind of creature climbing up the rope uh, used to hold the piano. Rube says it's their job to drop the pianos. It's the gra- it's not their job to drop the pianos. It's the Graveling's job. You can sometimes see them right before or after they cause some mischief. I think I took a pause there. I think it's, yeah, that's a huge info dump there. Um, so we learned about, what, Grim Reapers and pulling souls and uh, the, the number of souls you have to collect and... Gravelings and all sorts of things. Uh, Jeremy, what do you got? What'd you, what'd you well, want to... I mean, as a scene, as an info dump scene, and those are so hard to hard. do well. And you have to do them in a pilot. Yeah, well, and yeah, I mean, when you're, almost, when you're writing, you're a, when you're writing anything, there's going to be... A, Exposition. You're going to have to get to that point where now we need to... Mm-hmm. We need to do an info dump, so, yep. you know. I mean, it... It, they do it well because it's they like a training. But it's, engaging. it's a training. It's your first day on the job kind of thing. It's, like, yeah. yeah, they the, the the signature style that they're developing is mm-hmm. is is. I mean, the piano drop. I mean, come on, it's like cartoon. It's like yeah. a fucking cartoon. Like it's brilliant, brilliant. But I mean, they that start, doesn't happen they, in real life. They start s- setting up the, the the basic rules and mm-hmm. and, and they do it in kind of an engaging way. I yeah, it's, they do. I never once during that scene. That was not one of the scenes where I'm like, well, Jesus, let's just get through this. Yeah, it's. You know, no. it's entertaining through, through the cutaways, through the uh, mm-hmm. you know through the scene at the through the scene at the Waffle House. Yep, Waffle House is fun. Um, uh, the, his order is ridiculous. Yes, Rube's order that he makes. <laughs> um, I do have to point out Rube's line. Of course, you something do. before she thinks you're retarded because <laughs> she doesn't know that she can see her. Yeah, <laughs> he's like order something before she thinks you're retarded. Like, have what he's having. Oh, have what he's having. His ridiculous order. <laughs> like, this giant, weird, specific order. 
which took two minutes to deliver both of those yes, orders, by the way. Yeah, those were the fastest that's, order. That's a With fucking... crispy bacon. Crispy bacon. I worked in a restaurant. Crispy bacon. You're going to wait for your fucking dish if you want crispy bacon. It takes an extra five minutes to get you your fucking crispy bacon. I like crispy bacon. I'm with you. But you got to cook it. <laughs> They got those plates so fast. This has been a public service announcement. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> if you're at a restaurant and you order crispy bacon, don't expect your plate to get there with everybody else's. Like, I guess what you're saying is if you're having breakfast with a group of people and one of them orders crispy bacon, glare at that really? asshole. Because yes. he just delayed yes. the entire operation right. by a good five to ten minutes. That asshole better say... Give everybody else their food while you wait for my crispy bacon. Because it's going to take an extra five fucking minutes. Oh, he said extra crispy, too. Extra, extra crispy, I believe. Was extra, the extra. Line. There's at least yeah, one He said extra, extra, extra crispy, yeah. Um, oh, and then she immediately eats her food, and he's like, you need your bacon? <laughs> Takes her bacon. Uh, anyways. Uh, she was born again, but not in a creepy religious way. There's more than one shot at Christianity. I in know, this, so I know. I, I did point that out. I like pointing those. There, out there's a, there's a few every once in a while. Mm-hmm. They, they take a they take a shot at organized religion. Oh yeah. Which oh, yeah. I mean, since since there doesn't appear to be any well, there's a there's some sort of hierarchy which may suggest the God up top, but they really don't. No. Address. I mean, they do. He does point out that there are angels during this scene because she asks. Yeah. Are you, are guys, you angels? Yeah. Yeah. They they only have it their hands dirty. You know, they're, they're upper management yeah. types. Yeah. <laughs> they don't they get their hands that. dirty with this. They don't get their hands shit. dirty. So they're <laughs> saying the angels exist. So, they, so yeah, they do angels allude that angel, angels exist, but yeah. they have nothing to do with... I mean, if we're to led to believe that her story of the toad and the frog, then God exists. Yeah. Because God gave toad the frog. The, if the that jar. story is true, which... Which I think we're supposed to believe is true because the toad was there. I don't I don't know. Do you I think don't that, know. Do you think that is the creation story of death? The true and absolute one in this Appar- universe? In this universe, I think it's okay. supposed to be, I guess. I don't know. They're impl- they're fucking implying it. I don't know. The toad's there. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I did write down... When did she say this life and death, yin and yang? There was this whole discussion of like how one needs the other and there's well, balance about the, and all this. Well, they're talking about the gravelings. Is Are they? Whether, no, when they're... Yeah, 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 yeah. When, the, says, when, they, when they say... Why do you do this? We don't do this. Yeah, they we, do it. And why? Can, they because, it they, because they... Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. That's some deep shit. That's what I wrote. Literally right there. I said deep shit. He did. That's some deep shit, man. He's not lying. It wasn't... It wasn't that deep. <laughs> I think that's why I wrote that. Because <laughs> I'm like... Yeah. <laughs> You're like... Life, death, yin, yang, man. It's necessary. I don't know. Well, it does little... suggest that the the gravelings aren't just malicious little evil bastards. That they are out there they're accomplishing there. something. Yeah, doing what they're supposed to. You do. know, they're yeah. doing the they're doing the dirty work. That but they seem needs... to be enjoying it a little too. It's much. important to enjoy what you do. <laughs> you have to enjoy what you do. You have to enjoy your work, people. This is a public service. I mean, there's one episode in particular that I'm not gonna lie to you. I've already started watching others, and they <sighs> and they and that's that's pointed out. You're but, not a, you have to treat these episodes like you haven't watched the episodes after. You gotta like turn that off. I'm sorry, I've not watched <laughs> any of the episodes. We've seen them in the past, so you can talk about it that way, but not like yesterday when I watched episode 10 okay. or whatever. I've never seen that. I don't know. What, uh, what show are we talking about? Be an ass about it. Come on. <laughs> uh, we going to the next Rube. one? Because uh, I got one more. Order. Oh, for this? No, yes. yeah. No, go for it. What do you got? Question. Order something before she thinks you're retarded. What is up with Roxy in that scene? 
the the meter maid Grim Reaper. What the fuck? <laughs> what do you mean, what the fuck? Because um, it's hard for me to because I because I just said we need to not look at it that way. So you're saying if you're looking at this as this is the first time we've watched this episode, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah. If you don't know what's coming up. No, I mean she just in general. No, yeah, just in general because she lets what? the piano yeah. drop on the woman. Oh, why head. is she such a bitch? Why? Why, she why lets, doesn't she take the soul? And then and then comes in and yeah. like grabs the soul yeah. afterward and yeah. and because uh, she's it, I don't know maybe she and then and then uh, um, George uh, even says she has her own signature style. Her signature style is to be an asshole apparently. And then and and by the way. You know, uh, she she alluded that it was a cool style too. She thought she was a and, badass. Um, she said Ruby even mentions badass. that the reason that she didn't feel any pain is because they do yeah. they took her soul early as a yeah. public service. So, so she let person, her feel pain. One person not doing that, and then all Rube did was just say, "I don't like how she did that." This is the you that, know, in a, that in a, scene just struck me as like, wait a minute. So you're, you're, you're the whole point. <sighs> their whole point is to pop the soul before. Yeah, it's it obviously happens. not required. It's a courtesy. You do it if you're nice, if you want to. You don't have to. I think that's what they're trying to say. I think they're trying. I, I, I think. I think the point of doing it is to just show establish what, that Roxy's Roxy kind of a bitch. Is. She's kind of a bitch. Yeah, and it, I think honestly, obviously, it works because okay. because they did establish that. Well, I taking mean, a soul out, and then they introduce her, and their exact words are, "This is Roxy. She's badass. Roxy will kick your Ro- ass. Yeah, will kick your ass. Yeah, yeah, she will." <laughs> um, and I think on top of that, yeah, her just being like, "I don't." if you felt the piano fall on you I have shit to do I mean there was she, that moment where she's I don't know if it's in this scene or another one where the soul's sitting in her meter maid car yes and that's she goes, am I, don't I, think I going to heaven or something like not until I, I feel my right? quota when I'm done with my shift um, I feel like if her dying hadn't interfered with anything Roxy had to do she would have done it like if her path had crossed her Roxy's path of meters to check, she would have been like, "Oh yeah, you grab her soul." But she was on the other side of the street, so she had some shit to do. Like, I think fair. I don't know. I don't think she's that much of a bitch. I may be projecting on what I know comes later, but I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe I, she's, I just that's no, no. I don't think she. Me. I don't. No, I. I'm with you. She's an asshole. I don't. I don't know. Maybe she's. There's no evidence that she specifically went out of her way to be like, "Ha, motherfucker, you're gonna feel that shit." Like, well, it's not malicious. No, no, she doesn't. She does things her own way. I think that's what they're implying. You know? Well, yeah, but her own way is wrong. (laughs) Is it? Is it wrong though? It's just mean. The idea is that you pop the soul so you don't feel it. Yeah. When something better. I mean, like again, Rube says right off the top, you know, why didn't I feel anything? Well, we pop your soul, so you know, we do that as a courtesy. It was a nice, it was a nice cordially black gentleman that took her soul earlier. This is badass Roxy. (laughs) He's just like, fuck off. Who's also black? (laughs) Not cordial though. She was not cordial. She was she badass. She the opposite of cordial. She was badass and does shit her own fucking way. Uh, she's a rebel. Rebel, sir. Okay. Rebel. All right. Uh, any more on no. Roxy's Rebellion? All right. Ooh, there's a band name. Roxy's Rebellion? Yeah. All right, we're doing this. We got this. All right, next scene. We meet Mason. I didn't write this down, but he's dragging around two guys that <laughs> died in a what in a drug den or something we meet mason apparently and apparently learn george is known as toilet seat girl 
Uh, Rube, <laughs> Rube asks Mason to find George a place. Apparently, if they need a place, they can just squat in dead people's houses. Mason takes George to a really nice place full of dead bodies that he takes the money off of, which is your only option for money unless you want to get a day job, which is why Roxy is a meter maid. Apparently, the place... I think that's when they show her with the... Yeah, uh, it could be. Apparently, the place of full place full of dead people was already taken by Betty, and when they try to find George another place, it ends up being already taken by the guy who lives there, who apparently isn't going to die until next week. Uh, Jamie Jones. I love Rube. Just I know. No, real quick. <laughs> when he gives her to Mason, and he says... Go off with a nice man. <laughs> just, it's just like, just go off with the strange man. You'll be fine. It's the one thing you don't want to hear in real life, but they're dead, so it doesn't matter. Uh, what you, would you think of, do you have any thoughts on anything? Yeah, it this? could have been cut. Got? All of this. Oh, you think all of this? All of this You is... think all of this? You don't think explaining where they get their money and where they get their... It could have been condensed. I mean... Mm, it was funny, though. I mean, it's kind of funny. The shock of seeing all the dead people and but, whatnot. I mean, it, but... Uh, all the, of it? The, it just the, could have been I mean, trimmed. It could have been cut. Really? You um, think? I mean, you could you could take the, the essential information, which is, <sighs> hey, you know, you don't get paid, so yeah. you're going to need a day job. Yeah. You could have maybe had a scene that explains that or something. Hmm. But the whole scene where they go to the rich apartment where right. everybody's dead, yeah. that's useless. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny. It's a fun scene. It's good, because I feel like the only other option is just, like, have them walking along the street talking about this. I feel like them having something to interact with and be in this house with the dead people. and It's funny. It's kind of... I mean, it's More it's than anything, of, the scene was funny. It's kind of fun, but this this is when I first started... This is the first time I, like, looked down at my notes and said, this is... Hmm. This... I, I started kind of losing it about this at this point really? in time. I'm kind of like, this is kind of fun, but it... Doesn't need to be there. Really? really? Yeah. And then where they go to the next apartment and the guy's not dead yet, that definitely could have been cut. Definitely could have been cut. I, it, does, okay. it does kind of allude that there Funny. are other other Reapers working in other departments and they're a whole, they have a oh, whole different life. Yeah, and they haven't done their shit yet. Yeah, but, but eh. I mean, I mean it, it sort of I fills it out fun. It sort of fills out the world, and no. but it's one of those I'm looking at going, that ah, could have been cut. I will agree with you on the soon-to-be-dead guy. That was just a fun scene. That's all that was there for. Yeah. I could see that, writing that scene and be like, I really want that scene in there because it's really fun. It's fun. It's a fun scene. It's fun. Honestly, I'm with you, though. I didn't really put it in the recap a tiny bit, and then I didn't really write any notes on it. It was fine. I think the other one, though, I think that's necessary. That explained a lot. Which one? Like, the, and the, with all the dead people and the execution. And oh, the... Explaining. Because he goes through, <coughs> he goes through their money, and she's like, uh, that's tacky. He's like, well, get a job, bitch. Um, and she's like, uh, this is, you know, oh, I get this apartment? That's great. And like, yeah, you know, just, you get, here's, I don't know, I think it explained it pretty well in a, in an interesting way, because I feel like that information was necessary to explain how the fuck, where do they live? Where do they get their money? Um, and it was a, I thought it was a, I always liked, I always enjoyed that scene. I never had a problem with that scene. I know I, it was interesting that you said that because I've never had a problem with that scene, honestly. I, like, I never thought, I, the scene with the kid with the files, fuck that scene. <laughs> and I'm with you. The scene with the guy and he's dead next week. It's funny. 
Not necessarily. That one can be com- cut completely. I really, there's no... That one, that one can be cut uh, completely no, out. I mean, but, it, it does It does add to the world. And this is the... I think that's one of those things, scenes that in a bigger pilot, you get a chance to kind of flesh it out. And you kind of get to learn the universe a little better in a more indirect way in a more funny way that you might not have do, time for. I mean, you do kind of introduce this like little mini conflict d- as to where she's going to live. I did like, I didn't write it down, but it, it's good enough that it stuck in my head. Her line that enter the angry white man. Yes. When he comes in, that was a good line. I like I that. Mean, it does I mean, it's just, a funny scene. It kind of introduces like this little mini storyline, like, mm-hmm. well, where do you live? How do you get it? You know, how do you yeah. make money? And it shows that basically there are two schools of thought. You have Mason, which is live off the fat mm-hmm. land, or you have Roxy, who actually I mean, the scene wasn't, makeup that long it was only a minute or two but um um but it just it just struck me as kind of a a uh yeah it struck me as so kind maybe of a, just the whole sequence in general like maybe if they maybe maybe if they cut probably that one cut that scene it might have been a possibly. little quicker for you maybe possibly because i feel like that beginning had some information you needed. the beginning did i mean because i would have had questions without that scene you know no, you no, would no, have no, had it, questions addressing i think I think especially in this world... I think world, they addressed it in a funny way. Addressing how way. the... Like, an execution? like And the what? Was the woman, like, tied up and on the yes. on the she was counter? Hog tied yeah, she's, like, hog tied on the counter. Like, what was going on in that room? Well, Sean, <laughs> I think I need to show you the internet. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, I, uh... I read Belinda Blinked. Um, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I'm with you on the second half on that scene that was not a necessary scene it was an entertaining scene it was entertaining angry white man was in it um the angry white man um let's see he's just not dead yet and i even put that i love that scene i love it as a scene it's funny but it's i could kind of, it, you cut it it's kind of a fu- it's kind of a funny scene it's a funny scene we're good we're cutting cut. it cut. cut it let's cut it all right let's cut all right um Oh, but then this is where they go to, after that, they go on to that building that Betty was on at the beginning with her stuff blowing in the wind. And they're having this whole discussion about basically um, finding out about death as a child Mm -hmm. and how traumatizing that is. Mm -hmm. When, do you remember when you found out like about death? Like what death actually Vaguely, is? Well, I remember... Did I traumatize you? I, not really a traumatize me. No. I do remember having a conversation with my mother when I was very very young mm-hmm. about... I was asking about... I mean, I was aware people died. Yeah. Um, but I, I... For some reason, our my great-grandparents were brought mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. And I asked where they were. And my, oh. my mom said they're dead. And I, yeah. I think I said something along the lines of, well, who shot them? <laughs> Because you just assume, you're dead, you must have been murdered. Yeah. <laughs> you I guess don't at, die at the, from at, natural causes. At that age, I guess, guess I assumed that yeah. just every death was violent. Uh-oh. And that's where she said, no, 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 no. everybody dies. Everybody dies, whether you're shot and or I not. I don't remember being all that traumatized by yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but I guess it you must just, have stuck because I do, well. I do remember it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I had to have been, I, can't, I feel like I was, I feel like I had to have been in five or six. Mm. That sounds about right for me. I think I was like six, seven, eight, somewhere in there. I don't remember specifically what happened. I feel like I was like, I remember, okay, the way I remember it is probably wrong, but it amuses me. I feel like we were talking about Christopher Columbus in class, and I think like I'd had a conversation about death with my parents before that, and then we're talking about Christopher Columbus, and then it just clicked in my head that Christopher Columbus is dead. 
<laughs> and like, and I'm just good, like, good, because he was yeah, a right? mass murdering psychopath. He's a fuckhead. Uh, but I didn't know any better. But Nobody I was just did. thinking, I was just thinking about death, and I don't know. I just really, I think it was the same thing that my grandfather died, and I didn't. I think I, I had this whole thing where I realized what death was, and then realized what happened to my grand, my great grandfather who I'd been to his funeral and I had memories of his funeral. And so I was like, I was like, that's what was going on then. I think I was really upset that I wasn't upset then because I didn't know what was going on. Like even at that, I had guilt. I am not Jewish nor Catholic and I still had that guilt. I was like, I should have been, I should have been sad, but I wasn't because I didn't know what death was. And then after that, I was traumatized by death. Like I had like nightmares of my stuffed animals banging on my coffin saying, why are you in there? Come out and play like super creepy, disturbing, right? <laughs> Y'all don't see it, but his reaction is correct. <laughs> I remember I had these stuffed animals, like Whew. these puppets I liked, and they, they were banging on, I had nightmares of them banging on the outside. Well, now I'm going to have coffee. nightmares of yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> you creepy fuck. So when they were talking about this in the show, like traumatized as kids learning about death, I'm like, I was a bit traumatized. But again, I think I wrote down that scene, like, why are we discussing this now? It seems... It was random, though. Superfluous. It was random. It was random. I don't know. You know, the whole thing. Other than, like you know, like, let's get vaguely philosophical about death. They did get pretty philosophical in this episode. So, yeah, this whole I, show gets a little philosophical. But I, mean, I'm it's like, I mean, a show about death probably Whoa, should. Oh, yes. I mean, because it is one of the, no. you know, it is one of the, like, the, the defining characteristics of being alive. Mm-hmm. And it is one of the great mysteries. Yeah. So if you're going to do a true. show about death, especially what happens after death, you're going to get a little philosophical. But the, the discussion on top of the building Nothing. was kind of like, but why are we talking about this now? Don't we have shit to do? Don't we have a bank to get to? Don't you have an appointment, Georgia? <gasps> right? The two, two thirty. He mentioned take, yeah. take, take him, take her to your two thirty. Yes. Yeah, and it's like, can we get to that? Speaking of, let's get to that. Let's get to that. All right, let's get to the bank. Um. All right, Mason and George, they're, first they're walking along eating their ice cream, and Mason points to a television that's connected to a camera that's pointing at them, and they can see their cells, uh, telling George it's what she looks like to the living. She looks completely different. Uh, later, in a bank, Mason tells George not to interact with anything, because they're there for to pick up his soul. Uh, don't interact with anything, because she could possibly change the outcome of events. Mason says, you look for high-risk factors. George sees a graveling near a banana peel on the floor and guesses that it will be the peel's fault. Mason disagrees, but still doesn't want George to move the peel. All the Reapers know All the Reapers know about the person they're to collect is their first two initials, their last name, the place, and the time, all written on a post-it note. After watching a bunch of crazy shit go down in the bank, trying to figure out with uh, what B name person it could be, because that's the it's a B initial, um, including a bank robber with a gun and an angry wife looking for her cheating husband with a gun, and ends up being a kid coming to cash his paycheck who slips on the banana peel and gets his head crushed in the turning door. George ends up with his apartment. <laughs> blue haired fella is what he is. Uh, do you ever have blue hair, Jeremy? I have blue never once. Hair? I have never once <laughs> dyed my hair other. Yeah. My hair has never been other than its natural color. I think pink was the only unnatural color I ever did. You were there for that one. I was there for that pink. one. You should not have done that. It was 
for breast cancer awareness, you bastard. I'm, I was aware of breast cancer before you did that. It was a useless <laughs> statement. It wasn't. <laughs> it was for fun. <clears throat> Coughing again. Um, she comments on it, but I'm going to comment on it as well. She looks like a crackhead. Yes. <laughs> the way she looks to the world. Mason looks okay. His reflection, his, or not a reflection, but whatever. How he, the way he the looks to everybody. Video camera, yeah. It's about the same. A little bit, yeah. He just looks, like a tiny bit different. I don't know. He looks a little bit like he, he, he had a coke problem. Oh, you think? A, a little, little bit. bit. I mean, bit. Not, not as bad as George's. I, mean, I, I guess the difference is alter ego. He lasts like a week of a coke problem. Hers is like more like a. It's like a week of a coke problem. Hers like is like three months of a meth problem. Yeah. But yeah, the 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 the, the way she looks mm-hmm. to the living now, mm-hmm. yeah, looks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was interesting when she asked, like, "Do you think? Do you think she's pretty?" I'm like. Not as pretty as you. I was like, nah, that's not saying much. They're kind of flirting. <laughs> kind of flirting a little bit. He was, but she specifically says she doesn't flirt. She's like, I felt like flirting, but I didn't. All I said was whatever. Um. Oh, yeah, this is when I decided to write down the commercial break thing. Because this was weird. This is one of the times. It wasn't on Amazon. All right. Um, what did you think? I didn't write down a lot of specifics. Because a lot of shit happens in this scene. Speaking of it's, scenes that can be... This one can be trimmed a lot. It could have been. It could have been. Now, but it, I, 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 I don't know. The, what do you got? The, I mean, it was, it was kind of... It was, it was, it was like a elaborate setup for a joke that made you go... Yeah. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of yeah, funny. it was. I, <laughs> I mean, don't know if the... I don't know if the return was worth the build-up. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was kind of it was kind of cool watching all these dominant, you know, they kind of mm-hmm. set up a whole bunch. By itself, the scene is fun. It is because you take it out of context. And you're like, okay, mm-hmm. you have all these dominoes like being set up, and yep. you know, this one gets pushed, and it knocks over this one's a Rube Goldberg device of Basically. destruction. Yeah, and the and the punchline is none of them die. It was this kid who just walked it was into the wrong this time. Random, yeah. Well, I get that because. Um, and by the way, it kind From of their it does coincide. I mean, so I did want to talk kind a little bit about how is. death is handled in this in in this series. Mm-hmm. I love how I love the death scenes yeah. in this in this series because yeah. they are gleefully nihilistic. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's oh, yeah. the best way. Slipping of on a banana peel and yeah. getting your head crushed because in you a have, door. You yeah. have a whole bunch of miserable, terrible people on this bank. Mm-hmm. You have the the mm-hmm. wife who's trying to shoot her husband. With a freaking hand cannon. Yeah. What she got? Like oh, a yeah. magnum in I that baby carriage? It's huge. Um, Bigger than the while his drivers. While her husband is banging someone in the safe. Yep. Um, you have the, the teller who doesn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. You have the bank robber. You got the bank robber who is totally inept. <laughs> yes. Who's just like reading his stuff off of a script. He has a script there. <laughs> he's like, don't anybody move. Like, it's like, it's ridiculous. Um, and then, yeah, it's, you know, it's the kid mm-hmm. who kind yeah. of comes in. Ends up in. being the kid. Yeah. Slips on the banana um, peel and has his head crushed. I mean, I, I kind of look at it as like, it's, look at it from the Reaper's point of view. It's like, they get to see if, okay. I mean, it's like why I love people watching, you know, you need to go and watch how ridiculous kind of people are and they don't know they're being watched kind of thing. Like, it's almost like that. They're there. They're observing this ridiculousness and they're assuming someone's going to die and no one does. And then it's just like, oh, it's that guy. Like, we didn't need to be watching this shit over here. We were just watching over it here. It was that like, line where she's like laying on the floor. How many people are supposed to die on this? Yeah. Just the one. Just the one. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, but that being... I, but, I, but it, it does strike kinda, me as a 
a lot. It just struck me as a long scene for kind of a yeah. funny payoff. Sort of a funny payoff. I remember thinking it was funnier when I first watched it. And by the way, this is this scene is what makes... Because now you watch it, you know it's going to happen. True. This is true. Yeah. Um, and that's what makes... Like, and I told you, like, the scene in the, uh, in mm-hmm. the rich apartment all is right. completely... I mean, it's fun, but useless. You could cut all that out... Put the bank scene right next, you know, right next mm-hmm. to. Uh, you, you have him go right, go right to his two o'clock. Yeah. And then say, "Oh, hey, do you have a place to live? Well, here you go." Yeah. Maybe. You know, and then explain. You know, have like a short scene that explains, like, "Yeah, we just we take things sometimes, or you can get an A job." Mm-hmm. Maybe. Could've. And then you, well, you I cut, still like the. Then you cut out what, like 30, 45 minutes? But you don't need to. But you, you could. To. You could. You don't need to. I'm an I editor by the, <laughs> I, I still say the one scene that we agreed on, but I still think the other scene is I don't even think you need to cut it. But it and even the bank entertaining scene can be, and could infotainment. Could be mm. condensed. I think it's funny. I remember finding it funny. I the watching and the, and the I found the I don't know. I, re, I I vaguely recall thinking it was funny. <laughs> the first time I watched it, that that punchline at the end. It could of the be. Guy well, it could be a different if you're watching it for the first time. I think so. Which yeah. is, I mean, I now knowing it, I'm like waiting for like, come on, just kill the yeah. guy already. Right. But I know. the first right. time you, it may have a bigger payoff. We're like, oh my god, it was that guy. Uh, it's that. And I don't know that it's meant to be like, ha ha ha. Well, no, it's not supposed. I don't to think be. it was ever supposed to be like. It's all supposed to be. It's all very it's supposed to, it's, cheek. Like it's kind of like it's you know where Eddie Izzard like to say mm-hmm. like to say I like to. And my show's a kind of a huh feeling, and I, and I think I've done that. I think I've done that. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of what it is. It's yeah. kind of a huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind huh. of that's why I say a big build up for kind of a huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was funny that like she comes up, she's like asks about the cheating, and everyone knows about it. It was like you don't know, <laughs> like oh you're the wife. Oh, no. oh. <laughs> like, I just love that whole interaction there with her. Um, about the about the robber, I like uh, uh, George's line where she, where she says he's been rehearsing this all morning. Oh, does she say that? That's hilarious because he does look like he's been rehearsing. He's got the even as the paper, he's got it written down. He's like, don't forget to say this. <gasps> also, the, I want to. There's another like tiny little thing in the scene I want to bring up. Which which? All right, when the wife when the wife discovers that her husband's cheating on her, do you remember what evidence it was that made her like grab the gun and go to the bank? It was no. What was it? She's washing his. Washing. She's doing his laundry. Un- his underwear has There's lipstick, lipstick on it. There's lipstick marks on, on his tidy yeah, whiteies. Yeah. What the <laughs> fuck are they? What? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> the the I think the implication is that they were removed via the mouth. The mouth went ang. But there's se- there's at several points. It's sexy. There's <laughs> took if they're tidy whities they're they're difficult to get off with your mouth, Jeremy. And and by the way, they're not like you know, if you look if you look hard, they're not like smeared <laughs> lipstick on. They're they're lip they are lip prints on tidy whities They got they got the information across. I care more about that shitty CG folder that fell through the thing than I care about this, to be honest with you. I have to admit, I was like momentarily like transfixed. Like, I think that was more like it was a play on the you find the lipstick on the yes. collar and instead you find it on the underwear and you're like, ah. But I, I want to know what I want to know what they were doing. I want to know why she wasn't immediately just like, he's doing this. He goes there to talk to him and be like, maybe he has an explanation I'm, for this. 
Like that's the kind of attitude she has. I want to like, know I the explanation fun. though to make right? that okay. Oh, like no. no, 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 honey. I took my. Because she my, knew my underwear was. She had the gun for a reason. I she had knew. my underwear sitting on my desk, <laughs> and she has a thing where she needs to kiss underwear. Yeah. And her yeah, husband Wait. broke up with her, and so she misses. It's good that you're. <laughs> I'm... I bet your wife would be glad to know how bad you are at coming up with these. She's she is really very awful. she is very happy yeah. that I'm a terrible yeah. liar. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> All right, but is there an explanation for that that can that make that okay? Can we give... No. Um, I do like the blue-haired, newly dead guy's reaction to finding out he's dead. I just got paid. I just got paid. Interesting reaction. That would probably that. be my reaction. Probably. Um, and then George ends up with this apartment, which is like this grungy dude's apartment. Dude apartment. You got the trundle bed thing coming down. And yeah. Not much to say about that. Nope. All right. Anything else? Nope. Just thought the scene was too long. I liked it. I mean, I liked the scene. I do too. You know, there's, and it still has. I think you're just, you know, the punch. It's it like when be. you hear a joke, you're like a long story and you're like, I know the punchline. And it still has all the cool little elements in there that make it an interesting scene. It has the the fun. It has the funny characters, the funny lines, and the underwear with it the is. lipstick mark. It is. It is. <laughs> it's it's entertaining. And it's entertaining. And it has all the characters. The the bank teller who doesn't give a shit. Mm. The philandering. Yeah. You know, I mean, and I think I think it also kind of introduces everybody to the, what the show is trying to be. You know, could the be. kind of silliness it might have. You know, um, I mean, and then it, and it kind of subverts our expectations too because we just saw. Someone gets smashed with a piano just five minutes earlier. So you're thinking, oh, something, and you think banana peel, and when are they going to end up? Well, you do it, and at one point in time, the robber's like stepping across it. Yeah. 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 You're like, waiting. Do it, do it, do it. Follow the banana peel, follow the banana peel. It's going to be the banana peel, because you know George is right. And so you're like, when's the banana peel coming back? Yeah. So uh, it's like, it's like when someone's telling you a story and they like telegraph the entire thing beforehand, but then make you listen to the entire thing. And I'm like, you told me the point of the story at the beginning of the story. Why are we still talking? Could be. <sighs> could be. Uh, it could be a little bit of I'm I I I've watched it again could and be. now I know the. Joke. I've seen the pilot many so. times. So and I honestly couldn't remember exactly how it ended when I was watching. I don't know. It. I didn't remember the guy. Hey, everybody listen. In, I was like, hey, oh. everyone's listening to this. When you saw it the first time, what did you, how did you react? Oh. There might be other opinions. There might be. They have no way to contact us yet, so... Well, work on that, you ass monkey. <laughs> I thought I had stuff set up. I was thinking about that earlier. I was Jesus. like, I Email don't is have easy. Email they give them away free. I know. I can make one right now while we're talking. for that. <laughs> you know they don't charge for that. All right, we're almost done. Two more scenes. <sighs> Next one. George goes to her old place where her mom is having a yard sale, looking to her mother like her new outer self, her cracky self. Uh, George tries to buy an old toy of hers that she's upset Joy is even selling. At first, Joy won't sell, but after George talks to her a little bit and asks about her daughter, herself, she lets her buy it until she can find her own. Apparently, it was the longest convo she'd had with her mother since she'd started her period. What do you think of the scene there, Jeremy Jones? Did this need to be cut too? <laughs> I think this all one, these scenes, this whole, this whole episode thing. should have been cut. If I were given, if I were getting, if I were given editing uh, 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 clearance on this show, no, I would have left this one in. All right, all right. because it does show. It's a good character scene. Yeah, it is a good character development. You get to know it Joy sh- a lot. Better. I mean, it touches it touches back on this. It does touch back on this idea that there she left a whole bunch of things unfinished, and yeah. her 
and, you know, and her family's still going to be her family's still going to be a part of this story. You know, mm-hmm. they're they're very much dealing with their own shit as well as now the you know the death of their daughter. Yeah. So no, I and this one is I don't know. This one is kind of strangely like sweet and weird. It was weird because like look at I don't know. I'm looking at it from Joy's perspective. I've always looked at the scene from Joy's perspective and like the way she looks now and mm-hmm. she looks all cracky and she's like, "Hey, sell me this toy." Like and you're just like, "Get away from me, crackhead!" Like why are you trying to? I can get why off the top. She's like, "It's not for sale, crackhead." This is gonna end up in a crack den. What was that character? The the toy is that the Frankenfruity from the cereal? I think it's meant to be a knockoff. Knockoff of the, or it might be, it might be actually be it, but they call it something different to Maybe. avoid copyright. Yeah, because that's Frankenberry is Frankenberry. Yeah, that's but what she called Frankenfruity. Fruity. So and so it I doesn't they, look exactly like Frankenberry. Yeah. So maybe that's I, so what it I is. Feel like so I feel like it's either something completely sure. different, or okay. if like it is that character, mm-hmm. but like we're gonna call it Frankenfruity to avoid any to avoid any. Uh, you know, we yeah, don't yeah, want to yeah. mess with those Kellogg folks, right? Because those people are assholes. True story. But their cereal is delicious. They, really spo- they oh. made it to make you stop masturbating. True story. Did another it, podcast someday. It. Yeah. <laughs> didn't work. Spoiler. Didn't, Spoiler. I know. <laughs> I know it didn't. <laughs> I'm masturbating right now. I'm uh, painfully aware of that. <laughs> you work at a grocery store. Do they have those cereals out yet? Yes. They've come oh, and gone. I'm so excited. Oh, they've come and gone, man. Come and gone? Oh, yeah. It's Halloween. They go through the whole Halloween. Yeah. No. I'm going to buy them. Uh, sure. I think they're gone. I still have the boxes from the year they let DC Comics artists do the. Well, uh, aren't you art. a serial nerd? I, literal. <laughs> See what I did there, folks. Yes. Serial has two meanings. Serial. It's a, <laughs> a homonym. Um, it's a homophone. Oh, homophone. I hit the table. All right. Um. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I wrote down specifically Joy's line saying she didn't think she was. A, she didn't think she was a good mother. She specifically says that to her. She says, I don't think I was a very good mother. And I said, no, you weren't. No, I think she was. But, like, not really. I, and there are parts. There are parts. I mean, yeah, but show me who Tough is. Love. I mean, yeah. I, there's, nice. there's, there's a famous scene. Or the, or the, not famous scene. Famous saying so where famous. that, I mean, that we all fuck up our children. Mm-hmm. And so, you mm-hmm. know, we, we dump emotional baggage on them. And so. Yeah. She was not a terrible per. She's not a terrible mom. Uh, obviously, she raised a child to, to age eighteen. Maybe she could have done better. She definitely could have done worse. But I mean, but that yeah, but that's it's, self it's interesting that she's yeah, but questioning it, that though. Yeah, but after your child dies, I think is not an uncommon thing to like look back on all that and go, oh shit, I you know. By the you way, think you're, that, you but, think that everyone when their child dies at that early of an age, they automatically go to I was a terrible parent. I think a good portion, yes. Really? I think a lot of people look back on, especially if the last words to your kid are, it's going to be a... Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's going to be a funeral. No <laughs> fucking <laughs> bitch. But, but yes, I think the, there's some... The, yeah. there's, a, there's a... I mean, maybe not... You, 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 you may not come out and say, oh, I was a terrible mother, but I think mm. there's a certain amount of... It wouldn't. Whenever someone close to you dies, you look back all the times that you shared, and you my think, dad died, and I didn't think I was a horrible son. I'm like, ah, oh, I was a terrible son to him. But you did you think about, oh, I could have done this, or I could have done this better, or I could have spent more time with him at the end, or anything? No. Oh, okay. No, I think I did. Tell your parents you love them, folks. Last thing I said to my dad was, "I love you." 
Just saying. All right. Well, I don't have any regrets then, with that. All right, then we all aspire to be yes. you, John. <laughs> Not right. hateful drunks like me. <laughs> hateful, hateful drunk. All right. Any more you want to talk about the art sale scene? I. You have any more notes? I didn't write much down for the scene. No, I have something for the, for the for the reading. I I had this like weird, um, or tiny little thing I noticed. Okay. I don't know why I noticed it, but I wrote it down. Okay. Yard sale. Lots of great stuff. Is that what the sign says? Yes. Lots of great stuff? <laughs> that's what I was forgetting on my yard sale sign. <laughs> I just, I'm like, that's a weird thing. It's to... a yard sale. You don't have great stuff. You have your shit that you're trying to dump off. Yard sale. Great stuff. That's funny. <sighs> Next scene? Next scene. All right. This is the end. We're going to wrap it up. Wrap up. I just kind of threw everything into this last okay. little thing. That so works. we're just going to bust out the end of this episode. The Reapers are all sitting around having food at the Waffle House. Rue buys them all food and all, and they all, and, and also passes out post-its to everyone, including George, who is not looking forward to having to collect her first soul. Next, we see George is on a train platform about to get on the train that is carrying her intended vic- victim. Victim? Uh, target? Target. Rube tells... I literally wrote victim question mark. I didn't know how to write that. Rube tells George which car and seat they will be in and that she has to make sure that they stay in their seat and reminds George to take the soul out first. Not like Roxy. Because that bitch. It, because it's going to be violent. Yes, it he is. Says, he says it's going to be violent. Uh, as George waits for her person on the train, she hopes that something will prevent them from getting on, but no such luck. I wrote that, and then she actually says, I didn't really mean to write her line there. Her target ends up being a little girl who's in kindergarten riding the train alone. George almost takes the little girl's soul, but instead sits and talks to her, and after a while, she decides to move her to a different seat before the train crashes. After the crash, the survivors sit around a fire waiting for rescue, including George and the little girl. When George walks away from the group, she finds Rube. Tells him that she didn't take the soul from the girl. Rube tells George that only she can take her soul and that her soul is now expired. And if you keep a soul in a body after its time, the soul goes bad like spoiled milk. If she doesn't take the soul, it will wither and rot and die inside of her. Reluctantly, George goes back and takes the girl's soul and George and Rube take her to her destination, which seems to be a big shiny amusement park of some kind. George asks what it is. Rube says it's not for them to know as the girl in the park disappears. The episode ends with a shot of George sitting in Reggie's closet watching Reggie sleep. Jeremy Jones. Yes. What you got? Nipples. What you think? Huh? Nipples. Nipples. So we're going back to the the scene where the Reapers are all sitting around. Uh, um, there's this weird banter moment mm-hmm. that I the, that I noticed where the Waffle House. Uh, yeah, where yeah. they're all sitting there. And I can't remember what it is that she said that that that. Um, Either Roxy or Betty says mm-hmm. makes their nipples hard. <gasps> I wrote all that down. Okay. So Betty asks George. She says, uh, "Where is it? Do your nipples get hard when you sneeze?" Yeah. <laughs> she said. George says, "I don't know." Roxy says, "Yes." Rube says, "Mine, mine are hard all the time." <laughs> Mine are always hard. I'm not sure why. I wrote that down. <laughs> I loved his reaction to that. It First of all, I like the idea. I don't, for some reason, yeah, there's that, like, he's walking around with a little pencil eraser on his chest at all times. <laughs> oh, 
time. Just All little the raisinets time. poking out there. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, I just remember that conversation. I was like, that's fun. I like that was. that bit of banter. I wrote that down. Yeah, that was great. It's uh, Rube, man. Like the scene was funny, and then just with Rube adding. Mine are hard all the time. I don't know why. <laughs> it's like, TMI, Rube. TMI. <laughs> I did not need to know that. And no one seems to react either when he says that. There's like, eh, it happens. It happens. <sighs> also, is... Sean, does your, do your nipples get oh, hard when you sneeze? Oh, when I sneeze? Yeah. No, they're, I'm with Rube. They're hard all the time. Okay, get out of my, get out of my office. Because <laughs> that's disgusting. You should see a doctor. <sighs> I've seen it. It just arouses them. Um, what the fuck is a banana bonanza? Is it is, is morning from what I can tell? Is it morning? It's gotta is be. They, it's gotta be afternoon or evening because their next scene is at a train is platform. That a train platform at night. At yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So either they she fucked around all day or it's in the evening. Yeah, because they go from I don't know from oh well no from the maybe the the yard sales in the morning and then later in the day she's at the Waffle House. I, I guess mean, is what I implied. I think the implication is this is all one day. So yeah. at two thirty, they're so at the bank. When I hear banana bananas, I'm thinking like a banana Sunday or I mean, I, banana split or something. So I don't know. The it timeline is a lo- the timeline is kind of strange kind because of if we stop to think about it. She's killed probably around noon, and then two thirty, she's at the bank. Mm-hmm. Um, but she goes to sleep. She does she go to sleep? Because Mason wakes her up. Mason oh, wakes that's her up right. Yes, and she hears her mom. She thinks she hears her mom when he comes in. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He yes. comes in, wakes her up, and then I believe she goes to the yard sale after that. Okay. I can't remember. Yeah. Like, wakes her up, goes to the yard sale, goes to the Waffle House, goes to okay. the little girl. In a so I guess there's a whole, okay. there's kind of a day where she's kind of left to yeah. fuck around. I guess. You get a day off. She slept in a bit. Yeah. Maybe. It's, they didn't, well, he prob- they probably knew her first one was a kid at night, so they let her. No, they don't. Out. Remember? They only know he the, knows. they only know. No, he knows. Does he Rube? know? Does Rube know? She comes up and she, at the end. She's like, "Why didn't you tell me it was a little girl?" And he says, "Why would it have mattered or whatever?" Like that doesn't he mean knows. he knows. Does it though? He knows I, something. I don't think he. I wrote that shit down. Okay. He, like, what does Rube know? What does Rube know? I don't think he, he does. Says, I'll see you at the next station. He's going along, whistling along in his truck, changing to his cart again. Like, hey, she, he, he doesn't know? go to the next station. He goes to the woods, and he knows where they're. Well, you be. have a lo- you have a location. Yeah. So that's but, where the crash is. Yeah. But. but I thought I thought all they have is the uh, mm. is the first and middle initial last last I'm, name time of death and a location. I thought maybe they were implying that Rube knew a little more than I his, don't know because he's the one who writes the post its. I'll put a pin in that. I think we'll put a pin in that. Yeah. Okay, because I I got the impression because he says I'll see you at the next station because like, he didn't because I didn't interpret he ends up being where they are and he's like real chill about it all. It's like. Boop, boop, boop. Uh, I, you know, I interpret that, you know, why would it have mattered? Is yeah. He didn't know either, but why would it have mattered? That's not an yeah. admission of any knowledge whatsoever. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Put a pin in that. Okay. See what see what happens later. Yeah, because this from is nipples, one of those. Well, because this is what, nipples. From nipples, nipples. to a, actually a really weird, bittersweet scene. <laughs> oh, my good Lord. I know. Because um, then, oh, well, I mean, you go to platform 2B and then the line is to be or not to be. Yes. That was pretty on the nose. Uh, and then, let's see. Uh, that's kind of, yeah, it's kind of fucked up. They make her do a kid for a first one. But, but I, I get, like, that's what, well, do it. You I have mean, to, it, from, from, maybe so learn. If I'm, if I'm writing this. That's another thing that kind of makes me think that maybe Rube knows because he's like, you have to do a kid. Maybe he gave her a kid because he's see, like. I don't think he did. Now, I mean, if I'm writing this, mm-hmm. I make it a kid. Sure. Because 
that's fucking awful. Yeah. Yeah, because the that'll first, really teach you that death happens to everybody. Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, I don't think Rube knows. Really? Because yeah. just, I mean, just, the whole idea is the, the the mythos up to this point is mm. that the whole reason they only get a first and middle initial and last name is so you don't have any preconceived notions and you don't have any any bias going right. into it. Right. But the second she sees the kid, I don't know. And Rue writes the post-its. I don't know. I think this comes up later. So okay. Yeah, I I honestly think I don't remember, but I think it'll come up later because he writes the post-it notes. The whole up the whole series. Yes, he does. I think so. I think there's like a question of how much does Rue Fair. know? Okay. Like, I think it's gonna be a they only this could be a so point much. of debate. This I can tell. I'm in. I'm in curious. I'm curious. But okay. um. But uh, but if I were writing the scene, I would definitely no. do that because it's fucked up. It's a. It's fucking heart wrenching. Yes. And B, you're forcing the you're forcing the character to do something awful. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's that thing? Like, how do you react to yeah. a certain situation? Uh-huh. You know, how does she react? She's like, I'm not going to do it. Yep. She's her defiant teenage self. She tries to do she tries to do the thing that she's been doing this whole episode. She's like, I'm not going to do what you tell me to do. And mm-hmm. then it gets, ends up being like, you have to do it. If you don't, this little girl is going to wander around her whole life with a dead soul inside of her. And you know what and happens when that happens? When you got that, she turns into Sarah Palin. I was going to say, oh. he, he, he sits in an office arguing about yes. a, a show from early 2000s and drinking <laughs> beer he made by himself. <laughs> I have oh. no soul, people. That's what happened. A reaper, because, whatever, because my, reaper was, my reaper was taking a nap. <laughs> That's terrible. Um, I was being self-deprecating. You it, went political. You asked monkey. Right? <laughs> old political too like 10 years old political. I know there are tons of soulless assholes wandering around right now Sarah Palin um, <laughs> so the what did Rube say he's talking about his first time and it was I think it was just messy he said he had to it he didn't get the soul out, so he had to find a piece oh, that was piece, big uh, enough. The, <laughs> to find a, it took me. It took, yeah, it took a certain amount of time to find yeah. a piece big enough to pull the soul out. Ugh. of, Which means That's, that you also you fucked up yeah, too. You're right? <laughs> uh, all right. Which, according to the show mythology, would never mind. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, never mind. I think I mentioned later. See, I wrote that down. I question why he was so whistly while he drove. Why did they? And why did they feel the need to show that? bit of him driving because it's just another day it's tuesday for him it's tuesday for him i mean he's he's it really i mean i think it shows that because it really is just Mm. this is this is what i do Mm. i but if he doesn't know he said see what the next step but he knew where the crash was yes i don't know all right let's see blah 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 blah, well the train did stop to be to be on to to be fair to him no he just knew where. Um, the guy that talks to her that says, Beats flying. I just like that. Because he's going to be in a train wreck. You yes. Know? He's like, this is much safer than flying. Blah, blah, blah. And like, to that f- guy is never going to travel again. To Actually, they all survive except for... No, I'm saying... Is he going to get back on a train? No. There are many, but there are many other reasons to take a train. The seats are nicer. They are much. You nicer. know, you get a little room to spread out. Oh, you can gosh. get up and walk around on a train. <gasps> I took a bottle of Jack on. The you can take up. You I... can take as much booze. You can <laughs> yeah. take as much liquids as you want. They I know. All be whiskey. Yes. All I'm saying is train travel Trains. is awesome. Except. Except there's this none one of time. Them. <laughs> uh, and then what? Oh, and then here is okay. Let's get away from Rube knowing shit. Does George know more shit than? She's no more. Well, maybe not that she's letting on, but what's with her seeing the gravelings? Because I feel like no one else is seeing them as much as she is. 
Like when she's with There's, Mason, when hmm. she's with Rube, they don't seem to see that. He says, Rube specifically says, like, you can catch a glimpse of them. She's not catching glimpses. She's watching their entire operation. Like, she sees them do, he, on the train, like, she sees them wandering mm-hmm. around. Like, that wasn't just a glimpse. So I'm like, either A, their definition of glimpse is different from mine. Or B, <laughs> George is like, I don't know, seeing more. She's more in tune yeah, with the Gravelings? with the Gravelings and what's going on. I don't know. Yeah, I don't it know. Always, it always, it stuck out to me. I don't know. I mean. Just the way they described yeah, it. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Although, I feel like, no, I don't know. Yeah. You're right. Mason didn't, Mason really didn't. No. Uh, um, he met, he didn't. They Mason don't, didn't see it. He didn't no. see the. It, he just said Graveling. He said, sure, Graveling. Graveling. To the point, well, to the point where he was like, it's, it's not the banana peel. Yeah. Because he was, didn't see the Graveling. And she was like, then go pick it up. Yeah. And I feel like if he had seen the Graveling right on the banana peel, like George like, did, like, that's oh, why she thought it was fuck. the banana peel. Yeah. So I saw the Graveling fucking with it. The Graveling put it. Well, down. she did say, oh, there's a Graveling yeah. by He's like, never mind. Yeah. But when she did the clue thing, it's like yeah. clue. It's the Graveling with the banana peel in the bank. <laughs> yeah. I like that. But, but yeah. Fair. I, I wonder. I just have, but, I, but I don't think that would tell her much. I mean, there's a Graveling near some, where someone, she knows someone's mm-hmm. going to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It, I could be looking into it. Like I said, maybe they're just like, they're, maybe it's not a glimpse. Maybe she's just looking harder than most people do. Maybe Fair. that's all it is. I don't know. Maybe maybe they'll allude to it later. Let's put a pin in that. Uh, what else? Oh, um, well, the line um, she says, "Death is just a wake up call." At the end, that was interesting. Yes, for for, for me, death is just a wake up yeah. call. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was. Call. I thought it was a that was yeah. It mm-hmm. kind of shocked her out of that. Depressing ennui that yeah. she was. Yeah. That an interesting. That dead end life that she was looking at. Now mm-hmm. she's looking at a yeah. dead. She's optimistic about her afterlife. Like, I mean, that's. Yeah. I've I've had worse jobs than that. Sure. That actually yeah. seems kind of interesting. I'd honestly, know. I'd be fine being a reaper. I don't. <laughs> it seems fun to me. Um. Oh, and then when the little girl, think she grabs her soul, takes her to the little little whatever her heaven or whatever it is they, they fly up to the sky so i think it's implied that it's a heaven thing i don't know but the song playing is que sera, sera. by who i don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know i don't i don't know which version that's good for you sean uh, who did that it's a it's a creepy version it it's is a nice ver- it's, it's my a, favorite version actually blissfully. uh pink martini is the band pink martini mm, oh they're very cover. much in oh they're very much into the like the 90s swing thing because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i know i I think I might have a Pink Martini's Ooh, album somewhere around here. <laughs> yeah, Pink Martini, uh, Case Rasra. And when when you said, what, first thing that popped in your head was Moist when you think about the pilot? This song is what pops into my head. Well, I mean, when I think about this show, it's the word Moist. It just, it's one of the There's things like, that stuck out yeah. to me is, if for some when, reason, Moist. When we decided to do this show and I started thinking about it, Case Rasra was the first thing. Like, okay. I kept. Singing it, I don't. Know. It was popped in my head. Yeah, I don't remember. I, I didn't I remember. I always that. associate that song with this show. And I mean, I I I, I kind of like that scene where they're taking you know that 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 song is playing because it has that mm-hmm. kind of you know that wistful, yeah, optimistic. Yeah. But you I know. mean, it's a whatever will be will be. It's what yeah. Rube says is like your your life is going to be what it's going to be. And what do you think about? Let's talk. You mentioned uh, philosophy earlier. Oh shit! We're gonna oh get, we're gonna, shit! We're gonna get we're gonna get deep into this shit. Maybe. Okay, can I overanalyze something before we get into that? Yes. Okay. So the scene works 
All right. I think the first time through, you really don't think uh, too much uh, about uh, it. You know, it's it's kind of this kind of a whistle. We're talking people. the train and the yeah, kid we're talking about the train, train and the kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah last thing. But but it could have been cut. Two thi- No, <laughs> could have cut that <laughs> fucking scene. Could have <laughs> trimmed it down. Two things. Here's what you do: you take the bank scene, you take the apartment scene, and the kid on the train scene, and you squish them all together. <laughs> okay. You call it deadline. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Really, their first your first impulse as a as a train personnel type mm-hmm, person mm-hmm. is to do a head count after a train crash. Yeah, <laughs> Which point? he like walks around he like did. Oh, let's... he said there were ten. He no, said like, ten but, people. But, okay, there's a train crash. Uh-huh. His first instinct is like, is anybody hurt mm-hmm. or is anybody mm-hmm. dead? It's like, all right, let's do a head count. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> there are ten people on there. Okay, one, two. There's a there's a piece of someone up in the tree there. There's... <laughs> <What>? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think he's like, I'm just doing a head count. Okay, if there's supposed to be ten, I only count nine. Is someone dead? Like, uh, but you, what do you do? <laughs> what do you do, Jeremy? No, tell me what you would do in this I situation. Guess, you I wouldn't guess, do a head count. I guess you my know first, how many people are supposed to be on the train? I guess my first thing is, okay, is anybody hurt or injured? <laughs> I think that's what he was doing, just not the way you like it. Apparently, <laughs> not the way you just, would do it. It just strikes you me were the strange. And they're like, all right, let's do a head count, everybody. <laughs> I think it's strange that he talks to George right before the crash, saying the girl specifically says to him, "I don't know this girl." But after the crash, totally fine for 2003 to was a kid. simpler time. <laughs> I, I'm we just let, saying. We <laughs> let crackheads hang out with kids. He Why? Not, because it yeah. was good for them. Because yeah. it's good for them. She does look like a crackhead to him. Like, <laughs> this crackhead's trying to steal this child. <laughs> and that's fine because that's well, how you get more it crack. It wasn't, but after the crash it was. He's like, I don't have time to deal with this child. I will let the crackhead deal with the child. <laughs> that's fine. Okay. The question I had, and this is something we haven't brought up really, was, and this is something that's brought up in the show a lot, is that is the idea of fate, mm-hmm. the idea that these all everybody has their own fate. This girl has her fate. Mm-hmm. This is fated to her. If she does not die now, her soul will die because she was supposed to die right here. Mm-hmm. What do you do? You buy into do you buy into fate? No, do you buy into all it? I nope. don't either. Okay, no. good. But this show certainly. But I mean, the mythology of the show, fate is implied. Yeah, so I really mean, I'm is. fine with that. I mean, I think fate's a bunch of bullshit. It is. Okay. Yes. They, so we gotta. So you yeah. Can change shit anytime you want. Well, I mean, you know, it's just a r- random, it's yeah. just a r- random uh, ping pong ball popper. All right. So we're not gonna get too deep into this. So we're not really. No, like, I think we're. That. Fuck I mean, fate. I can pick, fuck play, fate. I can play play yeah. devil's advocate if it'll nah. make you feel better. Nah. Nah. <laughs> I like. I feel like uh, we're disagreeing too much. So I feel like it's good that we're agreeing on something here. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, that was the last thing I want to bring up. Uh, anything else you wanted to talk about, Jeremy? I think we're we're all wrapped up here. Yeah. What did the little girl die of? <sighs> like, that's what I was wondering too. Because she's just sitting there. Because we're. She I mean, I do want to bring that up too. Because she takes so her soul. She falls. She was down. in a. She was in a different seat. Yep. So she wasn't in a position where she would have died. I feel like her. I think the and also the that's a, thing. that's that's an, that's amazing that nobody mm-hmm. died in a train crash or was even hurt that bad. Right? Oh, they weren't. Yeah. I mean, that's a, it's it's it, the whole. I mean, when I I again, don't think I feel like there was only ten people on this one giant train. The, so. Again, the scene works because mm-hmm. the first time through, I you don't think about it too, about it too no. much, and it no. it has it has the, the the ending. But the second time through, I'm like, this is fucking weird. Mm, yeah, I think what they're trying to I I I thought the same thing. I thought the same thing. And I think the way I justified it was with what Rube said. 
is that she is supposed to die. She is going to die whether she gets her head cut off or whatever, you know, whatever was going to happen on the violent thing that was going to happen on the train. Um, but her soul needs to leave. So once you don't have a soul, you're dead. And so I don't know. I, I mean, mean I guess, I guess I always wrote it off like later, later they're like, Oh, internal injuries or something. I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah I mean, she was I had the same question. She wasn't I in a place where she was supposed to be. So I, I didn't analyze it. I didn't think about it too much because I think I think I thought they explained enough of it. Away. Wait, the, like that's why I say the scene yeah. works because yeah. I mean, and I but no, feel if like put yourself in the position of all those people. Like, I feel like later well, they then, go more into the mythology of fate in this universe and what happens if you don't mm-hmm, make your appointment mm-hmm. and what happens if you know if you do move someone to another seat. Yeah. I feel like they do cover that later, probably. But in this instance, they just need that moment. Mm-hmm. Well, they, I mean, what they need is for her to make that choice to yeah. be like, "I have to go and yeah. do this. I, I have to go and kill this girl now." Basically, um, to because that's just what needs to happen. Well, and I think she made it worse for herself because before she just had to be touch. there. Yeah, she just had to the touch. soul. Gravelings were going to kill the girl. She wasn't going to kill the girl. Mm-hmm. But now she's put herself in the situation where she basically has to kill the girl mm-hmm. herself. She has to take the soul, and that's going to kill the girl. That's tough. Mm-hmm. But that's what you get. Not following the rules, children. Follow the rules. When you're tempting fate. Oh, don't tempt fate. Uh, <laughs> look at it. For, what, if you're one of those people sitting around the fire, this girl walks up, touches this girl, and then she falls down dead. And that the girl was... walks away. And you're like, where the fuck did that girl go? What did she do to this little girl? That also occurred yeah. to me. I mean, if you're like looking at that, if you look at that objectively, she, yeah. she wanders off to go pee. Yeah. She comes back, she, comes back, she touches the girl, the girl, the girl, girl falls dies. dead. And she walks away. And by the way, she's right next to her when she does mm-hmm. fall dead and doesn't go, oh my God, oh. what happened? She just calmly she just walks, walks away. away. Yeah. I think That's you look at go and go, what did she do? What did she do? She touched her. What did that crackhead do? What did she do? Someone yeah. catch that crackhead. <laughs> <laughs> After that crackhead. I wonder if we could see what Get Rube, him. do you know if we could see what Rube looks like to everybody else? Oh, I wonder. Because Rube obviously doesn't look like Rube. Yeah. Oh, I wonder. (laughs) Does he sound the same when he talks about a tasty key lime pie? (laughs) Excuse me, sir. I'm never going to be able to key lime pie. How are you doing? (laughs) On that note, I'm never going to be able to get you to key lime pie again. (laughs) I love a good key lime pie. I got a key lime pie from Winco, and it said it was like the best key lime pie, like award-winning key lime pie. Everybody says that. No one has ever said, our key lime pie is shit. You probably shouldn't eat it. I would eat it though. Someone I know you I would, would appreciate their honesty. Be like, you are correct. This is a terrible <laughs> key lime pie. This is a shitty key lime pie. But I appreciate your honesty. <laughs> so you're gonna stop eating it? Absolutely. No. Not. God no. It's key lime pie. All right, everybody. That was the end of episode one. The pilot. Woo. Get excited, Jeremy. I'm just trying to figure out why you were t- say, saying it like that. The pilot. The pilot. I've been more excited. I would have been more excited other... if you had, would, had not been like, The Pilot, I'm going to do it after. My other podcast Speak like is, a human and then I get excited. My other podcast is a sports podcast, so sometimes I talk like that. Well, then put that on a bumper sticker. The Pilot. That's how you talk in The pilot podcast. has been completed. Rejoice. Rejoice. Hasasa. And the peasants rejoice. Yay. 
Yay. So I feel like we learned a lot about key mm, lime pie, key lime pie, and, and other things, and nipples, fate. Uh, <laughs> episode two is what we will be doing next week. Well, that makes uh, sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Episode two is called "Dead Girl Walking." Ooh, Ooh which dead girl? I think it's the one we've been talking about for the past couple of hours. Rube, <laughs> Mandy Patinkin. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. <laughs> How are you, sir? <laughs> You can't do that. I can do that. I just and don't do it like that. <laughs> I can not interact, interact with the living. I can interact with the living. I just I usually choose not to. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Um, if you are watching along with us, um, I did. I didn't mention off this, this off the top. Uh, these first few episode, or episodes shows that I'm going to be doing are all going to be streaming shows. Uh, trying to make it easier for people to watch along with us. Eventually, I'm going to get to shows that are really obscure and tough to find. So that'll be fun. But until then... Get on the party train now while you can with a Hulu subscription and a little bit of free time. Yeah. It's uh, actually Dead Like Me is Hulu and Amazon Prime. Either one. Hulu is superior. No. That's right, Hulu. Give me some of that sweet, sweet Hulu money. Come on. Hulu, not Hulu. Oh, fuck it. I just fucked Hulu. it up. Hulu. <laughs> You'll never get your money now. <laughs> Come on, Amazon Hulu. Prime. Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, never mind. Yeah, Amazon. Yeah, yeah Amazon's Farley, uh, Farley Superior. Far, Farley. Far, Give us Farley. Farley. Sorry. Give us Farley. Give us our money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hulu, Amazon Prime. You can watch Dead Like Me along with us uh, later. I'm going to be doing, at some point, uh, the next one I'm going to be doing is... Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23, which is also on Hulu. Uh, and a bunch of others are going to be streaming, so you can all re-watch with us. So that's going to do it for us for this week. Jeremy, thanks for being here. We'll see you next week. Thank you, Sean. Yeah, I thought you like some uh, soccer hooligans. <laughs> no, that's more like this. I oh, yeah. fuck you! Alright, on that note, bye everybody. City of Geeks, independent new media produced in Idaho.